Welcome to Kings of Punk Podcast. You know, Marquis Desaad explored the idea that uh, once you indulge in more complex pleasures, simple pleasures just don't do the trick anymore. I think that was kind of his thing. Punk rock is something that we've derived a lot of pleasure from over the years. And it might seem simple at first glance, but I think there's a lot more going on than one would initially realize. And um, if you have the particular kind of brain problem that makes you interested in exploring that that's what we do on this podcast so you might you might get a kick out of it the Desaad reference don't let that put you off we're not going to be like talking about smearing shit on walls and killing people or any kind of freaky shit like that we're pretty normal but we are huge nerds about this so I'm one of your hosts Tyler yeah I'm Jake by the way and then we got I'm your other host Tim Roach yeah we got three hosts we're three hosts and uh, you, this isn't probably your first episode. Maybe it is, but uh, we are exploring for the month of March the label Slap a Ham Records, based in San Francisco, California, in the '90s and early 2000s. Founded by bass player and musician Chris Dodge, and uh, it's been doing. We've been. Uh, this is our second episode. There's 64 releases. We're uh, we're uh, listening to and we're going to be uh, putting them up to each other as in a match off like uh, the NCAA tournament March Madness and uh, boys how's everything holding up I had a pretty shitty week but I'm excited to pull the power violence pickup into the rock and roll garage and see what's under the hood today and uh, yeah I'm, I'm feeling the same way and I'm ready to get into this you know power violence forget it <laughs> that's okay uh, just for the listener we've deleted like three takes of me trying to do the stupid thing about the rock and roll garage so far um it no, got pro- one sticking. of them one of them got problematic almost immediately there was comments about was... putting on the gas that went wrong and then uh, tim fucked it up this time and but it's all good man we're, we're gonna not talk starting about, over we're gonna talk about records man yeah, this is so. If you don't, we're if, gonna get out of this power violence pickle. I think that's yeah, what I was trying to say earlier. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we got thirty-two records. We got, there's sixty-four records in this in this discography. And last week we did thirty-two of them, sixteen matches, head to heads. We determined based on the count of three. We discussed them for a little bit, and then we on a count of three determined. You know, we would say which one we liked the most. Some upsets, I think. Honestly, but mostly, I think you can kind of judge if you look on the Slap of Madness Facebook group that I made. You can see the brackets. We'll post uh, the finished brackets on slap our Instagram. Madness. I'd say yeah. the, the biggest upset, biggest upset, would be probably the Malvins taking their match over uh, Neanderthal. Neanderthal. That was yeah. Because you know, interesting. That's like a pretty important, you know, power violence record that Neanderthal won. That that is an upset. Um, that that might end up surprising some people. You could probably argue that uh, no less winning yeah. over lack of interest in slave state is a quite a bit of an upset. Yeah, yeah, I could possibly. Uh, it depends on you know. Me. Some people, th- you know, some underrated records here. At yeah. the end of the day, it's about exploring this uh, really interesting and beloved record label. That I think a lot of people like our age, there's probably a few records or a few bands from this this uh, this era that we are big fans of. I know you said Jake, you're a big fan of Infest. Yeah. Uh, I think anyone that's into like ex- more heavier hardcore probably is a fan of Infest. I can't imagine not being one. 
And uh, you it's know, it's an old reliable, but we're pulling it in. We're giving it a tune-up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're giving it some shine. Yeah. We are. <laughs> hey. I don't know where this is coming from, folks. <laughs> it's been a long week. It's dumb as shit. Yes, it has. It's a horrible week. That's okay. But let's see here. We got the uh, we got the old whiteboard here. Some shine. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna take some of the rust off this thing. Tyler's he's putting our bracket up so we can all see. Brackets up. Got our brackets up on our big whiteboard in the living room. Brackets was, up. That sounds like a fucking like a straight edge band, but they're all English majors or something. Brackets <laughs> up. Or like yeah. they're like into sports. <laughs> or like no, not even into sports. Into like. Fantasy sports. Fantasy sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds like it sucks. Wait, oh, that's that's rough. Well, let's. Last week we kind of had a little too much. Um, a little pretext. For, a little pretext. You know, I don't think we need to really go into that too much here. I think we should just fucking get fire started. away. Yeah. Let's make this a less than two hour fucking episode. I hope so. I think we can do it. What we got, to, well, Tim? What's our first matchup for today? First matchup, it's the Capitalist Casualties Raised Ignorance Seven Inch going up against the East West Blast Test album. Okay, I listened to this is an interesting matchup because I think over this whole two weeks, I feel like we've listened to pretty much every Capitalist Casualties release, mm-hmm. like at least a hundred fucking songs from them. I'm not complaining necessarily. But all I'm saying is, fuck, Capus Cashers is a shit ton of stuff, and Slapham put out a shit ton of their stuff. Yeah. This is definitely a pinnacle of their discography, I think, at least from the 90s. This shit was really fucking good. Yeah, I, I, think? I like that one. That was uh, probably out of, right, like the early their early 90s material. That's probably, I'd say it stacks up on the higher end for mm-hmm. sure. I honestly may need to give it a spin again just for shits and giggles later. This one didn't grab me as much as Art of Ballistics did. I liked Art of Ballistics a lot. Um, this band's good. As you said, they have a lot of material, and I, I, I do think they're a little they're a little bland for me. Like I don't think they have quite enough personality to carry a discography of this size. It tends yeah, to I blur together and, 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 and just uh, sort of – not 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 grab my attention and hold it or uh doesn't intrigue me particularly for for whatever reason um this is one of the few bands where i i did look up some of their lyrics the lyrics are pretty good uh better than i would kind of assume some of these other bands are but uh yeah i don't know it didn't super grab me this album is on my list of ones i'm going to revisit again after this because i put it on and just kind of it it faded into the background which i guess maybe is a failure on my part not to listen more closely but at the same time there's other things on here where i listened to it and that wasn't even an option because it really grabbed me so that that's my take on on this on that release um east west blast test do you want i'm curious what your take on this was yeah yeah let's hear because i think you've probably if i would guess you would probably i feel like you probably have the most appreciation for this record you know what you're not too wrong i i didn't i I didn't hate it, but uh, but to be fair, also I did not love it. I think I like the records in when we do these that are more ambitious, and I believe this is one of those things. It, uh, for those that don't know, East West Blast Test is a collaboration between Chris Dodge, label founder, and Dave Whitty of Scorton Saxis, uh, Municipal of Waste. Other bands. Yeah, 
And, you know, Dave Witte, amazing drummer. Chris Dodge, very, very good bass player. I'd say great bass player. Uh, this stuff, though, was... It's hard to describe. It's spasticky grindcore, hardcore stuff. It sounds like, and there's it, to me, it sounds like, and there's a few other things that were in this bracket that sounded that I would describe similarly. It sounds like fucking like power violence jazz fusion. Like this, the, it's it's like the songs are all over the place. There's like weird, funky, like rhythm changes that don't make any sense. Uh, very vir- virtuoso. Fuck, I'm going to butcher that word. Virtuosoic. Virtuoso. Virtuoso stuff, you know? Like, yeah. But but also very abrasive, has the screaming and the kind of aggro style of of power violence, but, but very, very technical and with a lot of weird time signatures and changes. And I put it on, and I, I, it's like I wanted to like it, but I had sort of ideological reasons both, both to want to like it and to hate it as soon as I heard it. I tried to put both of those aside and just listen to it. Um, I will say this is not one that just faded in the background. This is one that is going to get your attention, but I did not find it enjoyable to listen to. It, it will get your attention, but possibly in a bad way. It's too tacky and herky-jerky for me, personally. To follow up what Jake said, like on the whole jazzy grindcore thing, uh, I was getting big uh, Dillinger Escape Plan vibes, which... Can't say I'm a fan. I'm glad yeah, you brought that yeah, up, Tim. I feel that. Uh, I think I kind of felt the same way, like that metalcore kind of vibe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I forgot but, about that. Yes, that is kind of what it's like. Interesting enough, Dave Witte played in Burnt by the Sun, which was a metalcore band from the, I think, late 90s, early like 2000s. Kind of tech, too, I think, even. I think that just kind of goes with... Uh, Goes with the territory. How, goes yeah. with the territory. Being that, that good at being that be. good at your instrument, but still insisting on playing really heavy music, like you kind of have to just get techier. I don't know what else you would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually gets. You good can't become a better out. songwriter. I mean, shit. Yeah, that's the thing. It just kind of lacks that like song, like actual like song. It's more like an exhibition of like, yeah. look at all this crazy stuff. Hey, totally, do. and I never really care for that in music. And that that what you just said brings me to another point that we've touched on before. And in this, I was struck by it again with this release. Like, this listing challenge has highlighted for me how attached I am to like catchy melodies. Like that that is definitely something that I I don't think I can really fully let go of. You gotta you gotta get with me and Tyler. I mean, I shouldn't speak for Tyler, but I feel like at least I can. I think we're both. More, yeah, you're. You definitely are. I'm more. I think I'm even further from being able to like appreciate music that has like no melody or no catchiness to a degree. Uh, I think everyone has it. I think a, um, we all have it though. We all do appreciate a good fucking hook. Yeah. And sometimes you just need a good fucking hook in a song. Every, yeah. And that doesn't have to be every song, but it should be something that you like come to every now and again. So, Sometimes you just want to hear something that sounds like a fucking, you know, like a wood chipper. I mean, I literally listen to sounds like that sometimes, but yeah. uh, I don't know. Well, let's let's get to it. We're going to vote. Count of three. We're going to all say the band that we want okay. and then kind of go just go to the next one. Cool. All right. Ready? Three, two, one. Capitalist, Capitalist casualties. casualties. Yeah, that makes sense. Are you writing this down? Uh, yeah. I got the sheet over got here. The sheet. I'll, I'll keep it okay, up. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, should I? All right, let me, uh, let's, what we got next here, Tim? Next matchup, good one. We got the Gasp, Drome Trailer for the Puzzle Zoo People album going up against Lack of Interest, Trapped Inside. Ooh, this, to be honest, 
I don't think I've still made my mind up yet. This was a real tough one for me, too. I'm, I'm a little conflicted still. I guess I had the – I didn't really have any difficulty choosing what I thought, so. Oh, man. <laughs> well, if uh, for fa- those that don't know, um, I recently just bought the reissue of uh, Drum Trailer uh, from To Live a Lie, and I probably will be buying the LP version. I bought the one I got as a cassette. Probably be buying the LP version when I believe Hell – not Hell's Headbangers, uh, Honda Hotel Records – now it never originally Doesn't. came out on LP, right? It did. Okay, um, but I think LP and CD. So how would you? Because you you know way more about subgenres, especially for modern music, than I do. Is there a name for what Gasp sounds like? Because I feel like I've seen a million bands I didn't like that sounded like this, even oh, though yeah. I like that band. Interesting. I would, Weed smoking music. This is. I guess they they label it as psych violence. Which I, just I said haven't that. heard that before. That's cool. That I, I think it's something they branded themselves, which I 100% agree with. Uh, so for those that don't know, Gas band from California, uh, early 90s, kind of started as a Fear of God cover band. Um, then, like, some of the members left. They eventually did the demo Soar for Days, which that is a really good demo. That is more grounded in, like, hardcore and, like, power violence. You probably would like that more. So kind okay. of weird, but um, not like this. Uh, Drum Trailer has as very weird production where it's kind of spacey, but they aren't playing like spacey stuff all the time. But they will go into these weird tangents where it kind of just drifts along, and like it's good though. It I mean when this started, I wasn't sold on it because at first they were just playing the like spastic techie stuff that kind of bothers me but i i kept listening because i was like there's still some good melodies in there and then when they brought the pace down and got spacey one they still had the really um kind of dramatic gut-wrenching guitar leads still i thought they were using synths you said it's all guitar pedals which is impressive the spacey sounds are genuine genuinely like spacey and creepy so about maybe a third or a halfway through this record when they took the pace down a little bit. I, I was actually pretty sold on it. Um, yeah, I, I think... Liked, I like that record a lot. Once you hit, I believe, the song Eyes of Tentacle and Arachnid New, that's when they get slow. I mean, it's only... It's a third yeah. song, but it's like... that. It's, it's a really good example of how they can play slow but not be a sludge band uh, because, you know... they they But here's the thing. They would play with, like, a Nuth Grush, a Dystopia especially maybe like 13 or something like that, uh, a lot more than the normal power violence bands. But, yeah. you know, they were still in that scene, but because they were so weird, they didn't necessarily like gel with them as much. Um, For me, I got to say, I didn't really care for them getting spacey like Kevin. Uh, you know, I'm more into the, I don't know, just something about it didn't really hook me. Unfortunately, it is very. I'll say like it's creative. It is creative, but I kind of very ambitious. It's ambitious and it sounds very modern, which I I, I'm not really saying that as I would say modern of it timeless maybe because it's 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 so it's so very unique in how it's produced and how it flows. Like every song flows together with these samples and loops that were constructed over a course of a few years uh, with the record that it. It's it's like a congealed record. It's every song flows into each other so perfectly. That that was like, very very cool about it. I think one thing that made me like this record less, and I don't know if this was a super influential band or not, but like a lot of bands I've heard and seen since then, it reminded me of those bands, newer ones. Like it's almost like this sounds too new and modern for me, even though it's old. Because like 
Mm. Uh, I, it's it, the thing of like, oh, we're going to play really spastic, screamy songs, but then we're going to do a creepy thing. It'll bring us to the next mm. spazzy, fucking techie song. Like, I normally can't stand that, but they yeah. pulled off the spacey parts enough that I was like, oh, this is actually a pretty cool record. This is I'm, I'm all right with this. Now, that's compared, contrasted with uh, Power Violence, West Coast Power Violence Legends, Trapped Insides. First, lack of interest. Or what did I say? You, you said like the, as the if the band name, name was Trapped Inside. Inside. Fuck that <laughs> shit. I'm, I'm fucking stupid. Um, lack of interest. First album, Trapped Inside. Yeah. Which is a classic of the genre. Now, this I think it's it's very contrasting because uh, in 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 many ways that this is very meat and potatoesy, like yeah. just super fast and almost burly kind of hardcore. But definitely like, burly. Still punk though. Not not one yes. of the more metallic sounding in these records. Very punk. Uh, not grindcore. Like this is how I think you could differentiate what power violence is because uh, from like a grindcore because this has no. It's not death metal-y sounding. It's not metal. There's no metal at all. Definitely zero yeah, metal yeah. in uh, influence on that record. I'd say. Yeah. Very crazy. Uh, you know, stopping a dime kind of twists and turns on this record with these riffs and these songs. Uh, there's the song where he does like the 30 second long wasted uh, effort scream Great yes this, there was one That's, thing I was, yeah. I was struck by with this and with this band i would say lack of interest these are like they had the parad paradigmatic cave quote-unquote caveman vocals yeah which i have been thinking about this a lot in that term I've, it came up in a conversation recently someone was talking about how they don't like caveman vocals particularly and it occurred to me oh we have no idea what cavemen actually sounded like. No, we we kind of don't, I guess. Right? They could have been. They could have not sounded anywhere. They could have been like the opposite of how the what guy if, from yeah. Avengers sounded like, like. What if they sounded really gay? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> it's the woolly mammoths again. <laughs> Drug needs a bigger stick. That I mean, like, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? A bit we gotta. The, the, who knows what it could have sounded like? We gotta go back in time and um, figure that out, and also delete the last uh, twenty seconds of what just happened. <laughs> this rock is so heavy, but I need it to get food. Gave, <laughs> gave, man. Game, this man. is a bit with a lot of potential that yeah, I just yeah. did as lazily as possible. Like this <laughs> no, could have been good. a Comedy I... Central tier stand-up bit, except it's about oh, power wait, violence. Who's, who's that? It's anybody. Comedy Central calling us right now. We really like the Gavemen vocals yeah. bit. Oh, we're ready <laughs> to give you a show based on that exclusively. <laughs> You're canceling uh, Mind of Mencia two to have us on there. <laughs> Wow, we got wow. Carlos Mencia's slot. We're the new hosts of Mind of Mencia 2, <laughs> and we're going to be doing the gay caveman bit for two hours special. <laughs> That's all we came up with. <laughs> Nothing else. So, yeah, I think you're right. This is, I guess, to be fair. We have fair, no idea what caveman this sounds is, I, And I, I don't even don't think know what this is like, caveman. Like, I hear more caveman-y and vocals and i i think it's big infest is like a better example or what i don't even infest know, is like it's you own know thing. What? nobody sounds like saying, infest. i don't know what a caveman would sound like i know but, what they they would probably <laughs> sound like they were speaking polish i would imagine <laughs> this sound yeah <laughs> <laughs> they <sighs> sorry no that's a, that's a good one i i i think People that I understand when people say they don't like it. I actually had a pretty controversial post a couple years back when I said like bands that only do that kind of vocal should s stop. 
And I 100% back that to this day. I think it's a bad vocal style if you're doing it now because most people are – it's just too lazy. I think if you're trying to do it and your voice doesn't just sound like that you got to be tough sounding. You could do that and be tough. But yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. Lack of interest is tough. It is, yeah. Do we so, think lack of interest for maybe popularizing that style or maybe who else could – I mean, Spaz, I guess, kind of has something like that. No, spaz, it, kind it, of. Infest. Uh, infest. You could probably go back to, like, Choke. That would be, like, the proto yeah. caveman. It's not like as with history. It's never just one band. It's never just one person that invents something. It's kind of like kinda. yeah. So there's there's like progenitors of that kind of style. Uh, Sam that, from Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. Yes. Fucking caveman. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, okay. I, do we have all our comedy bits out of the way for this I bracket? Think we do. <laughs> okay. We got maybe get some come more. Yeah. Yeah. Lack of this is a good lack of interest record. I honestly liked. I think the one from the other bracket was Slave State more, mm. but interesting. Have you ever listened to um, Never Back Down? I don't think so. No, that you might like that one more. That it's one has a, a little bit because that's new one, right? Came out like ninety nine, two thousand or something. Okay, like that. I think Six Weeks did it. And if if those who don't know, I I don't know who's in Six Week who does Six Weeks. I believe that Six Weeks like reissued a bunch of the Slapham stuff in like the mid or late two thousands. Uh, isn't it so uh, somebody from Volatsack, isn't it, who runs it? I could uh, be way yeah. off on that. I mean, I, six weeks, I think you're right about that, actually. I know I the dude from Volatsack does but... tank crimes. The drummer. Okay. Oh, yeah, what's yep. his face? Yeah. Jeff? I, or is it no, Jeff? Scotty. No, Scotty. Right? Scotty, yeah. yeah. Scotty and Karate. Athena. I think that's who does six weeks. Maybe. All right. I'll have to we check probably that have one out. I, I liked, of all the PV bands that I was, like, previously only very limited Exposure to and heard on this. I'm, that was probably my favorite one. I, I'm going to be listening to that band more now because their shit is fucking awesome. And well, I, ha- I happen to like that vocal style. Let's get to it. Three, two, one. Yes. Lack of interest. Fuck. What'd you say? I said yes. Wow. Came up with it on the spot. Already regret it, but I did it. So we're going to go with it. Nah, don't. don't it's fine. It. Yeah. That lack of interest is there. It's it's a tough. This is a tough one. Yeah. This is like, a really and tough also, one. not for nothing, too. Like, I think only. I literally only picked, like, one racker that lost last week. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we got an upset already, folks. So, Tim, what we got? What we got next? Next one is. Oh, sorry. Next one is the Capitalist Casualty self-titled compilation of all their splits and comp appearances going up against the crossed-out self-titled. The 7-inch, to be clear. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, this is, uh, I don't know, one of you. I'm going to get my wasabi peas real quick. Well, I'll start. I guess I'll go with the, uh, let's start with the Capitalist Casualties uh, comp. Uh, I actually, despite it being a... uh, you know, longer album. I kind of liked it a lot. I liked, uh, you know, you'd listen to like, you know, every couple songs and then it would like, the production would change. And it's, I think that's kind of cool to like, you know, go look and see like what splits these songs are from or, yeah, you know. Yeah, it, it breaks, it breaks it up a little more. Oddly um, enough, I, I was able to hold my interest for like the whole running time somehow. That's remarkable. Cause one part of the challenge with this listing challenge we're doing is mixed in with all these releases are these comp these, huge compilations this being one of them and that can be a slog listening to like a band's entire discography yeah. like that especially a band like this um i'll be honest i don't remember this capital casualties released that well i remember it sounding a lot like their other stuff i remember 
like a lot of their other stuff, there's songs that have like kind of mid-tempo parts that are catchy and moshable, and that shit's pretty cool. It's just something about this band. Is there's something bland about it that I can't quite put my finger on. I think it, 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 and also I would also note that the production in this band, I think pretty consistently, it's not as big of a, and this is, I'm probably out of their control, but a lot of these bands, and especially this one, I just wish they had like a bigger guitar sound. It sounds very thin, and I think the blandness is, is a, combination or the yeah the bland quality i'm picking up on is a combination of that and then having vocals that are just not very expressive or varied like the range of how the vocals sound is very limited so those would be kind of my critiques i i really enjoyed this capitalist casualties release because it's it's like if you're gonna if i'm gonna put on anything and i was going in for a long haul it would probably be this other than subdivisions and ruin that might be my favorite like singular release of theirs but this was good. I, I enjoyed this. It has a Ray Zigner EP, I believe, on it first. Uh, and I, I, some of the later tracks, they they have really good... I think they have good songs. I I, under, I absolutely agree with you. I think with a lot of these bands, production is an afterthought, but I think it's because they're so limited by their their budget Definitely, and what they yeah. can do when they're access to, to do things. that shit back which, then, too. Which, you know, makes it pretty punk, too, honestly. Yeah. Yes. They have a very consistent, like, sound, though, like... Uh, I always think that their bass is too low in the mix. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That they their bass player maybe didn't play with a pick, um, which kind of it's That's very crazy, cl- very clunky and clanky. Uh, very again, very punk kind of sound. I, mean, I think their demo is like has the uh, is like a rip off of the DRI demo um, with the, like the the third the, the I forgot what it is. You know the weird black and white picture. Oh, you mean the Dirty Rotten EP? Dirty Rotten EP. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, yeah, the EP. It's something I did not based know on that. that yeah. I think uh, at least I saw it on YouTube. So, I, 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 uh, I can't. It's hard to take production into account with these things because they're like going based off of like. It's not like now where we have so many opportunities and you know. I think some of it. It's almost like they got lucky. Like, yeah. For instance, this was up against the crossed out seven inch. The crossed out seven inch is actually more lo-fi than most of this capitalist casualty stuff. Yeah. But it makes it sound, to me, less dated. Because a, a, a shitty four-track or eight-track recording kind of has always sounded sort of the same. Whereas, like, capitalist casualties, it, some of this other stuff, it's like, it sounds like they were trying to make it sound okay. And that's what makes it sound kind of dated and bland. Whereas, I honestly, I loved the way the crossed out 7-inch sounded. I thought it sounded great. Yeah. It's um, a great record. But eating these you, wasabi are you, peas. Are you going to talk, though? Go for but it. But you're chewing first. We'll add, we'll add it. We'll add it. Yeah, just chew into the mic. Chewing into the mic. I want you to do it. It's we want, we Guys, want people to know we're... Wasabi peas by uh, Hoppy Snacks. Really great shit, guys. Uh this is a good snack to have at work. What's the brand name? Hoppy. H-A-P-I. Thank I, you, Hoppy. We love Hoppy. <laughs> Sponsored, uh, brought to you by Hoppy Snacks. But Check out their wasabi peas. They also they have, have, they have a pre-workout called Far Beyond Driven that you can also try. Yeah. Hey, well, don't spoil the, the, the upcoming yeah. sponsor. Yeah, yeah, the shit, sorry. The sponsorship <laughs> deal we got inked up. Uh, Crossout 7-inch is great. I, I think my consistently... Sorry, that was okay. Sorry, we had a little, little bit of a disturbance there. Are they? Is she crying? What is I don't. She, know. I don't know. Why am I singing? In the cross mic? out seven inch. <laughs> cross out seven inch has consistently been like in rotation. Uh, 
since I listened to, I've been like enjoying that band. Uh, the thing that always, and I know it's kind of silly, the that there's always one little hang up for me, and that is the song. I believe the second song, He Man. Is that the second song? A th- longer one. Oh that's yeah, not clutch. Yeah. That like goes on too long, and it's a reminiscent, a reminiscent like song of. It's like one of the earlier songs they did. If you listen, as we will listen to in the comp, the compilation, their early stuff is like way. All the songs are like way longer. They have like they don't like they repeat stuff a lot. That is, it feels like a holdover from that. Is that yes, what you're it, and yeah. it it really is. Like there's there's like a line that they don't say. Something about like the it didn't make the football team that isn't on like the seven inch, but that's on the demo. Okay. But yeah, I think I all the that. other songs they if they were recorded on the demo, they uh, they like essentially trimmed it down. They're like, let's not like repeat. Let's not do what other bands are doing and repeat this twice like most bands would. Let's just do it however many times that we're done. And that's like, I don't know, some something simplistic beauty about it. Uh, and then the last song, Crutch, is just a great way to end the end the fucking record with the lyric, great lyrics. Why? Because man will always be man, or I, I believe it's man will always be something along those lines. What do you guys think about Crossed Out Seven Inch? I loved this thing. This is one of my favorite ones on on this bracket, and I, I hadn't really listened to it before. I knew this band, but I just hadn't like listened to one of the records all the way through. Um, big thing I noted with this, the riffs are pretty catchy. My, my, one of my favorite things about this is the fucking, the drummer style is sick. He's got like a sort of primitive groove to it. It reminded me honestly of a uh, Mackie from the Chromags, but like sloppier and more punk. So it, it's, you know, swings a little bit. He, it, the drum style, like on the mid tempo parts, it's like almost a laid back kind of feel he's playing with, which works with this. It gives it some fucking swagger, you know, which it, yeah. I appreciate. So I, I like that about this. And like I said, the shitty recording is like a good shitty recording. It yeah. makes it actually sound more timeless and it, it works for it. And I think uh, the laid backness kind of this is where power violence, I think, really comes in the fold as a genre. It's it's very much about extremes, uh, you know, hype. Blasting is like going as fast as you kind of can without like really even blast, like doing a blast beat. Yeah. And then just going as like like a churning or even going slow. Like that's more it's you can hear that more on the man is a bastard or the drop dead splits. But it's it's definitely a thing. And you you heard in lack of interest. Again, it's all about extremes uh, going from one to the other. Uh, And this is like a perfect example of it. I, I don't really have too much more to add than you guys have already said, but honestly, I've never really been the biggest Crossed Out fan. Mm. I don't know why. I think it's, I don't know, I might have just, might sound too simplistic to me, I guess. Like, it's too straight ahead. Okay. It is very, that, that's that's a valid criticism. It's very straight ahead. I mean, I mean later on in the bracket, we're going to get to, like, their whole fucking discography. Yeah, actually, right after and, this. And, yeah, and, and and I could feel it there, but I I, I think a seven inch, this seven inch is about as you like. If I was gonna listen to this, that's what I would listen to regardless. Oh, yeah. And I did happen to enjoy it, um, but I get what you're saying. It is very like by the by the by the books in some sense. I like the mid tempo parts though. That's where the drummer like grooves a little bit. Um, that, I, yeah. I I do. I will agree with that. That's probably where they excel, honestly. Yeah, the, yeah. The more 
I think I felt that way yeah. about a lot of these bands, which is funny given what you said about mm-hmm. it's all about the extra super fast and the super slow. Like that's true, but maybe that's just why. Like when, when on the rare occasions that any of these bands does like a little mid tempo circle pit part, I'm like, damn, sick. Like this is I'm vibing with this briefly when I can. Well, let's do it. Three, two, one. Capitalist casualties. casualties. Damn. Yeah. Well. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. They, the wasabi peas crumble. Maybe. But if you think about it, cross out that record is still it's still got a shot because it's in the next bracket. It is in the next. That's bracket. how this yeah. works. That's why this whole fucking thing is weird. But that's yeah. okay. That's kind of just how it is. <laughs> so if you didn't, I I made and talking about it, I made parallels. So essentially, I I got this. March Madness is not a for, new concept in any way, but uh, this wasn't uh, your idea. No, it wasn't. Uh, That's but crazy. Something uh, a podcast <laughs> I, re- I love, I've loved for a long time called Doughboys. Last year did a March Madness ask. They do always do March Madness, but they do like with restaurants. So they did McDonald's last year, all sixty four items. And that's so sick. <laughs> it's insane, dude. That's eating, frigged. Eating sixty four items in in for one week. Like, and they then did that all in one week, yeah. too? God, that is false. So that's where my – that's where I, I think this has good parallels because – Did that include the breakfast menu? Yes. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like the best stuff, to be fair. Yeah, what, from how, McDonald's. Did they, like, go to work and function additionally? <laughs> I don't think they really have normal – they don't have normal jobs. So they can just – I mean, that's why they, they can just do eat it. fucking they probably, everything at McDonald's all week. They probably, yeah. like, play video games on Twitch no, or something, they, right? Not really. They're act like like uh, one of them is like an actor, and then the other one's like a writer. No, I, th- I thought you were yeah, gonna say one of them's an athlete. Cal- no, no, California. <laughs> this is California. This is L.A. I thought he was gonna say one of them is an activist, and I was gonna laugh so <laughs> fucking hard. Yeah, that's a great job they have. <laughs> I just I'm fighting for social justice and uh, you know affordable yeah. housing, and I'm also eating McDonald's on a podcast <laughs> all day. But yeah, there's uh, some one of the shake, one dude. of the blockades they come into is the. Is a, a single cheeseburger versus the two cheeseburgers. That is so. Those are venue items, and it's it really is. I was thinking about it. It's like if we got to crossed out, if it was the cross up seven inch versus the cross up compilation. You know, some people would say, well, of course the cross-out compilation, but it's like some people might not want to listen to fucking 45 minutes of cross-out I, I would go or you listen to five, every song five different ways, you know? Right, yeah. But... Well, let's get into it right now. What's the next one, Tim? Next one, Phobias and Slave 7-inch going up against Crossed Out's discography, 90 to 93. I'll start. Let's start with the Phobia record. Okay. Another, honestly, I was surprised at how good the Phobia record was. It's like a pretty solid little 7-inch of... Um, I feel like this is where they were kind of also like... Because this came out a year before the uh, Means of Existence full length. So it was still kind of, you know, they had that old school death metal bit, like the death grind thing going. But then I think there was also like crusty parts you could hear being thrown in as well to the songs. Yeah, I remember this. I remember, I don't know if you had a tape of this. No, I had Return to Desolation. Did it also have this on it, though? I don't think so. Okay, I remember. Because the tape I came out, it was like an original tape. Okay. This is this was good. I uh, it does it does retains that like earlier phobia quality about like within a seven inch, and I think there's you know that grindiness to it that it is really good, but while still being death metal, but not being 
like uh, I guess to talk about an upcoming uh, release, the Anarchist, that band Anarchist from Mexico, where it's like in the early nine, very early nineties. Uh, for those death metal and grindcore, for a while was kind of like synonymous. Grindcore maybe having slightly shorter songs than some death metal bands, but this was I I, I did enjoy this one as well. I'll comment on the drum sound again on this record. This is got and there's a few other things. A few of the records we listened to in this bracket that I would say something similar about, and this is something that I really, really like. I just described the drum sound on this. It's like a sort of sharp, like it's like that shrapnel gunfire fucking drum sound, which is great. <laughs> fucking number one. Like literally sounds like a fucking gunfiring and like it sounds like there's sparks flying off of it. I, I love that <laughs> in any kind of heavy music, especially if there's blasting and shit or like pistons running faster than they're supposed to. Um the vocals are vocals are pretty powerful, but again, not as expressive as as like you know a band like Autopsy or something. And if just for one example that I guess makes sense. Um, also, I I I'm looking at notes here. Sorry, not to show people you know the man behind the curtain or anything. Um, I was listening to this and wondering like, I would love to hear kind of like a grind band like this with more of the like disclosed fuzzed out guitar tone i don't know if there's any bands like that you guys are experts we don't have to get into that now but i remember th again this like some of these other records i just for whatever reason i found myself thinking like i want the guitars to sound bigger but overall yeah no this is really good very very tight the breakdown parts are fucking bona fide headbanger moments oh yeah like, like on some definitely in some metal shit hell yes but like <laughs> on some moss shit too like yeah. there's like a mid-tempo song where i was here now i was like yeah, dude, I would fucking throw down. I'd be picking up some motherfucking change at the I fucking would, phobia gig if I heard this. If I heard this song, I would put the band Throwdown CD on and throw down. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I would be hurting phobia fans, fans of the band phobia while they're playing, hearing this part of this song on this record. Um, yeah, and I think the recording quality on this is decent too. So yeah, I enjoyed this record a lot. This is on my list of ones that I actually might like would probably revisit again at some point um and then that's that's going up against the crossed out compilation 90 yeah. 93 and this has every crossed out like release the seven inch the split with man's bastard drop the, the drop dead split the demo the demo some live a bunch of live recordings like uh maybe the last maybe the last show i believe and i think this is like i I think it suffers from too much stuff, like I was saying earlier. Way too much, yeah. It's just, it's like once you hit the 35-minute mark, it's just like, oh, geez, there's 10 more minutes. But, I mean, I I love Crossed Out, and if being able to hear, like, from, like, the I guess you would say maybe the first side of the record, it's pure bliss to me. It's just super pissed off stuff. Like, hearing, like, the... Uh, the studio, the recordings from the one session where it has the Sons of Bliarg stuff. Right. I had this on like I had most of like their stuff on a CD that minus like the like second half pretty much. Um, and uh, hearing like the Bliarg uh, Sons of Bliarg comp tracks and then the uh, Drop Dead tracks going into the Man's the Bastard track. It's like this. It's just that is what I want and like this kind of era of power violence and like hardcore is just pure fucking rage and male I was in malevolence and anger and just, you know, just it's pissed off sounding man. Yeah. Not giving a shit. And like the fact that it, I think the fact that it sounds shitty 
is for most bands not is bad, but for Crossed Out it works very well. I'll actually give them this. I think in the last episode I complained about hardcore bands doing live tracks. The live recordings on this I actually enjoyed and thought thought served them pretty well. It was also cool to hear them doing some covers on here. She provided some insight into like what these guys were into. The two I remember is they uh there's recording of them playing Protester by Negative Effects, but there's no vocals. Yep. And then there's also, I was stoked on this, they play No Truth by Christ on Parade, a band that I've been real into since I was like 16 and fucking, I feel like nobody, not nobody knows about, they're not like a super obscure band, but not a band that I think gets enough recognition. It's a mid-80s, like, uh, sort of like a ba- band from Nor- Northern California that sounds like if Conflict were like a skateboard band. <laughs> I guess that's what Christ yeah. of Parade sounds like. And yeah, they covered No Truth on here, and I, I was stoked on that. What Really what that illustrates is that uh, these power violence dudes like knew fucking hardcore. Like they were a lo- into it a lot deeper than like, you know, oh, I was a new waiver, and then I got into yeah, like I heard the threat or whatever. Or yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. These guys are guys who would have done deep dives on this kind of music. I appreciate that, and I think that's... That's how you end up coming up with a musical style like power violence is like you've de- again, we're back to Marquis de Sade. Like you become desensitized <laughs> to the entry level pleasures like the exploited and you just have to get more and more extreme. Um, I, th- uh, I think compared to you guys, uh, I think I like those demo tracks the most out of um, anything I've heard by crossed out. I remember hearing them listening to this. And those it's are like, good. Too, wow. Yeah. This is it's just like really cool. Like good unique sounding like punk like i don't even want to say hard yeah like punk yeah, yeah definitely like punk this, rock. this is a punk band yeah and, and and to that end like the shitty recording quality actually serves them well in this case it we definitely helped on yeah. the demo yeah. yeah this is so to go back to what you were i'm glad you brought up the the uh, cover songs crossed out recently the singer dallas recently had there is a facebook page now for crossed out that where there's activity on it and someone, people have been asking some questions. I was looking at it earlier this week, and said, someone asked, where did Cross Out sound inspiration come from? I can only speak for myself. Corrosion of Conformity, Early Black Flag, RKL, No Comment, Agnostic Front, Christ on Parade. Wait, who is, what list is this? This is the singer. This is the oh, singer. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrote Christ on Parade. I, was, I saw that and I was like, oh, shit. Well, yeah. Jake would probably find that interesting. Poison Idea. Septic death. Too many bands to mention. So all ripper I, bands kind of yeah. checks out. Totally. You know, it's just again, but it's punk. And ultimately, I think he said, and someone else asked, asked that similar question. He's just like, we just wanted to be loud, aggressive, and raw. Like, you know, I think all those bands kind of personify that. They Definitely, just distill yeah. it down. They just after doing that demo, where I think they're just like, let's just distill it down to something, you know, a different something else, and. You know how yeah, birth you, gotta, you always got to go further after a certain point, you know. Yeah, so let's. I don't think there's too much Ner- more to talk about wear here. Off and you got to hit them harder. Yeah, let's. Uh, we we want to get the vote in here. Yeah, let's go for All it. All right, sure. three, two, one. Crossed oh, yeah. out. Interesting. You want phobia, Jake? I, I want phobia just because. I mean, because I voted yes on the crossed out seven inch. Yeah, and uh, the seven inch, I've kind of felt like this is mostly what I need from this band. See, but, that's um, that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. I figured you would probably be one of those, you know, based on your like history with this genre and the scene, you wouldn't want to listen to forty five minutes of crossed out. I uh, probably not. I enjoyed it though, and like 
I don't know. I'm showing my ass here, but if Phobia won, I would have felt fucked up about it because, like, I think Crossed Out is probably a band I enjoy more overall. It's just I, I was a little bit more impressed with this as a release. That's okay. I don't yeah. know, though. Yeah. It's a, it is what so it is. I was also, we, the thing is, I was actually expecting less from Phobia, too. Like, Crossed Out was a band that I had heard before and listened right. to and remembered liking. And revisiting it, I was like, yeah, this is about as good as I remembered. Parts of it are better. Phobia is a band that I never even, frankly, like really considered listening to until we did this challenge. And then I was like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. So yeah. that's some bias playing out there. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a bracket result. We can all at least We've be happy We voted cross yeah. out on that one. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. What we got? Ne- what we got next, Tim? Our next matchup, we got the 13 and I Hate God split going up against the Son of Blarg record. Well, second this is, son, or you know the yeah, second Blarg record, second Blarg, Blarg record. So this is um, uh, I didn't know this, but thirteen and I got have two splits together, which is kind of weird. Yeah, I was like listening to the wrong one before, like a couple, <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, this isn't the right one. <laughs> so uh, they each come with one song each. The song thirteen comes with the song wrong, wrong. and then I hate God coming with Southern Discomfort. Yeah. And uh, this is whatever. Just kind of didn't really do it for me. I had extremely low expectations because it's not really a style I'm thrilled with. But I, I ended up enjoying this. Uh, the 13 track, the drums sound like fucking like cardboard boxes that are lined with aluminum. But it's kind of cool. That, I definitely, when I heard those toms, <laughs> I was like, yes, those are like, they're, they're, I don't know how they're recording it, but those toms seem like they're so like, untightened that like it's it's trash yeah but it's it kind of works i kind of like that yeah. sometimes i think i like the 13 song more than the i hate god song, i definitely actually. did yeah yeah <laughs> the 13 song the vocalist was actually i would say pretty exceptionally good for the genre oh yeah mean. like she sounded pissed mean expressive though not just like one shade of mean the whole time it's like john brannon like there's some real emotion on their track um with both of them I was th- with both tracks. I hate God is kind of what anyone who knows anything about the band would expect from that, them. I guess. I guess the thought I had listening to this record is it's interesting. What? Because this would be pretty early sludge, right? Probably this is like the genre. Yeah, I mean, is kind of a new kind genre, of the, right? The earliest stuff. I mean, I think it even dates back to the '80s with like Black Flag and the Melvins, really. Like that's my a, that's war like is considered sludge, the, like yeah. the first. I think that makes sense. Maybe not yeah. the first, but yeah, proto. Yeah. But yeah, base. I mean, what I was thinking about because this on this record, the Sabbath influence is like especially blatant. I would say right, which is yeah odd for again this label yeah. probably. <laughs> it's it's kind of like they took Sabbath's blueprint and just removed all the like new age or cult Nick like they just they dirtied edge. it up. Yeah, there's no more Planet Caravan. It's just a car crashing into it's Hell's just Gate, killing yourself to live. Yeah, laying in a fucking car crash while you're strung out. Um, now. Limited appeal with that formula, but you can pull it off. And I think this record is far from the worst version of that I've heard. When is uh, when is sleep is is sleep around this time? Probably oh yeah, out, definitely. Right? Yeah, 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 they, yeah, Holy yeah. Mountain was already out for, by that. Yeah, okay. it's interesting to see how like Black Sabbath is it's like. People got to remember that Black Sabbath was like very much a band in the eighties, and then the seventies, and even in the nineties too. Yeah, they were they they didn't so, they were around like that whole time. I'm pretty, but sure. they weren't doing like. You know the earlier Black Sabbath stuff that these kinds of bands were. Taking oh yeah, because right, they were on their know, more like probably like their heavy metal tier. Thing. Yeah, they were doing their stuff. good albums. Yeah, yeah with Dio <laughs> and uh, yeah. what the fuck is the guy's name? Tony Martin. Tony Martin and the live album where Rob Halford is singing for some reason. <laughs> Dio really? is sick. Yeah, yeah, and it's you would think that's it, a bootleg. It's a bootleg. 
you might think that it would be good. If I recall correctly, no, it it's not good. Well, then you're wiser than I am. I mean, Helford doing Ozzy, you're right. Yeah, that he, makes no sense. Yeah, him doing Dio songs would work. It's got like Rob Halford singing NIB and stuff like that. Oh, God. Yeah, that sounds uh, not watch, good. I'm going <laughs> to revisit it and decide it's great because that's what happens. Just because we just should listen. I, I, I kind of want to hear that now. Yeah, yeah, hold on. We're gonna take a quick break and go listen to this. We'll take a break and we get when we get past the next couple ones. Yeah, yeah we um, got three. Let's give it three more rounds after this one before we, we can, get to listen. That, to that's Rob halfway Halford. through the that's, this bracket. It's Halford. Halford halftime. Well, Sons of the Arctic is cool. I uh, yeah, let me get my yeah. Let me uh, who was it? Uh, and, uh, to go back, crossed out is on Sons of the Arctic with the song uh, Ulcer and yeah, Ulcer and Homegrown. Yep, Homegrown about weed. If you didn't know, no, yeah, smoke no. the homegrown plant. I believe it's what he says. <laughs> uh, I, uh, so uh, here's a little interesting tidbit. Um, we, me and Tim's first, or not really first band, one of our earlier bands called Controlled by Fear, taken from the Fear of God song. Our first, and not one, the Rupture pre-band. Not the Rupture pre-band, as some people pointed out. Uh, we didn't even know it existed. Uh, we did a. We participated. Our first physical release, and my only, I think, or for pretty much our only vinyl release as of t- right now, unfortunately, was on a uh, compilation called "Tunes from the Toilet, Volume One," where we do. It is essentially a Bliard compilation with a ton of different bands doing very short songs. Yeah, and that was just a. That's you know, just a little fun side side anecdote. And I remember. Listening to this compilation in particular a lot in like 2010, 2011, and this is this is a good one. Uh, I don't think it's. I think overall, it's probably not. It's probably the weakest of the three. If I'm going to be honest, that's interesting. And this is. I'm not going to act like this is anything other than personal bias. But I remember the first one. I didn't dislike it, but I was kind of like, "This." Is oh, st- you mean the Music War one? Yeah, I was like, okay, the, yeah. I was like, "This is a stupid gimmick, and it's not making me want to listen to the record." When we listen, when I listened to this one, I kind of got sold in. I realized, like, you know what? If you're trying to do like a sampler compilation, like, and you're, it's punk bands, like, let alone Power Violence, Grind, whatever, like any kind of punk bands, like having them all do little short gimmick songs is actually not a bad way to do a sampler because it gives you a little taste of a bunch of different styles. And I will say this one. Maybe I'm, I'm. I hope I'm not getting them mixed up. But it, this was the one where I remember there being a lot of really weird songs. Like I have a million notes here. I'm not going to read, but uh, there's countless notes here that are just like, "What the fuck is this song? This doesn't make any sense. This is what a Paterini was baffling." There's a song. Yeah. There's a band called Eggs that to quote. Uh, oh my, wait a minute. No, that's that's the first. Oh wait. Oh no, you're no, right. That okay. is the yeah. Sorry about that. To quote what I have in my notes here. The band Eggs has a retarded woman impersonating Jello Biafra as a singer. Um, <laughs> oh, don't forget the Sig Malvin song where it's called Nothing, and it's literally, literally recorded. They turned the recorder nothing, on and yeah. didn't record it. There's anything. a band called Putrid, Putrid Canawful is on here. Um, one thing that was cool, honestly, the tracks I enjoyed the most, which isn't surprising given like, most of my taste or whatever. Um, oh, the Rupture track is great. Rupture did like a... Negative yeah. approach, like ready to fight style song, where it's sort of slow and then it gets real fat. Fighting music, they did a real like, all right, this is where I'm gonna hit somebody in the pit if I'm mad at them <laughs> type song. This also had a couple tracks from like, 
late 80s Swedish bands that are like punk bands that I'd never heard of. There's a band yeah, called TT Task that I didn't know nothing about. And uh, I have listened to their other records since then. And it's sweet. It's classic, like catchy, but still discharge influenced late 80s Swedish punk. Almost like Ostakosk, but with the like fast core edge. So that, that band, I was stoked to hear that on here. Or how this about introduced that, me to some cool bands. How about that Arnis uh, Plasjarna? Or uh, that was another that. similar like Swedish faster hardcore band that I was introduced to by this comp. So it's cool that they got that stuff on there too. I mean, there really is. There's a fucking murderer's row of, like, sick bands on this. You got Intense Degree, Disrupt, Rupture, Plutocracy, oh, Cripple Bastards. Macabre. Macabre. Sockeye. The Sockeye. legendary Sockeye <laughs> is featured on here. Rotravore. I mean, that's because yeah. that's, like, an old-school death model band. Yeah. That shit's crazy that they're it's, on there. It's This is – this is. I think this is – a good like I, when I say weak is I mean like ringworm is even on it too I forgot about it that has like bizarre. like I think the first one has the best lineup yeah oh in terms yeah of like the yeah. most classic bands or I think it works the best um, the third one has like the better quality recordings this is kind of in the middle where it has a lot of very very weirdly obscure stuff that you wouldn't yeah. know and bands that you wouldn't expect doing like appearing on this like I, a macabre like a melvin's i think like it's a Rotra why I, I liked it like like with the first one the way i felt about it was this is some like really well-known bands i'm familiar with doing like short songs i don't care that much about with this thing it was like what is all this weird shit because like i said there's tracks on here that just sound like a machine gun there's some band called am is that the I, that's you know, aunt mary yeah that's what their th- name those oh. are just completely insane noise yeah just noise core stuff but like like this this has a lot of stuff that's really pushing the needle pretty like genuinely in in the realm of like avant-garde rock music and i appreciated that about it again i, I but all those little obscure bands oh. that i can barely find info about i appreciated hearing them fuck around on this thing don't forget uh cemeterium that like cool like metal that is remember that, that, metal that is a thing? sick fucking metal band yeah yeah, yeah. I think so. I like. I actually enjoyed this one more. I think as a uh, again as a as a concept through and through. I think the Bliard records do work very well, and uh, it, it is fun listening to them. It's it's a fun. It's a really good record to just put on and just like, whoa! It, it again it keeps your attention very well because it's just like constantly changing, but it's not like super quick. There I, I've there are have been some comps like this in recent years. Where it's like uh, trying to do as much as possible, and it's like it's too short, and I don't care for it. Absolutely, uh, yeah. A lot of these songs, some of these songs have some girth to it, and if like a band played it, it'd be like that. That is a song, like crossed out. Um, so let's let's get to it, f- f- uh, fellas. So wait, what? Sunday Arc versus thirteen. Uh, I hate thirteen. God. I hate God. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't pick right. that one yet. Ready? Three, two, one. Son, Son of Liarg. Wow, we're a great, real, real sweep there. Yeah, yeah. Not surprised. That was honestly nothing against the thirteen I hate God record. That one but was it's just fine. Yeah. compared to like that record, it's really not even. Knocked over my truly. Folks. Oh shit! Yeah, I, I hope you got on mic you gasping when you <gasps> did that because that was really funny. <laughs> no, 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 not my hard seltzer. I <gasps> love, a, I love a hard seltzer, folks. That's the thing that I think I'm. Like I don't, I do like a I I gotta start. I'm gonna drink more beer, but this shit's just so easy to fucking hammer back, you know, throw back. Those are that is an awesome way to get drunk is with those things yeah. that you have. I'm feeling it. I don't really drink that much. So. Yeah, yeah. What we got next, Tim? Our next matchup, we got 
Jakob says, Einstvelige Wernichung. I don't know how to pronounce that, but that's probably not close at all. Um, going against Hell Nations at War with Emo. Seven inch. I could probably figure out. I could probably pronounce it better. I'm learning German. Well, uh, go for it. Uh, I don't know it. Why'd you pick have that it? language? Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of sauce, well, dude. If you truly wanted to know, it's because uh, my father's side is like part German, I'm yeah, yeah, mostly German, and my mother's side is like Polish and some other stuff. So it's either it really like I've tried to learn like Spanish and stuff like that. And I went, I went, there was like a very bad attempt at learning Japanese, which was kind of fun. But and I, I was really like, let me actually try and like while I'm in quarantine, let me actually try and learn a fucking language. And German's pretty close to English. Yes. Yeah. So it's just been going very easily. Very, I'm picking up. It's just I don't spend a lot of time on it every day. So maybe in six, you know, in three months should be different. I'll probably learn a lot more. But I am not at all at, at a point where I can like say a real sentence and that means anything. And then right, ich bin, right. uh, you know, man, which means I am a man. I think. Good. It's good. Like, for that you. means that means you would never say that. No one would ever say that to anyone anymore. So, well, now, you don't know to that. get to these crazy yeah. Germans here. Uh, I've no, we've seen you, me and Tim have seen Jakob say uh, in Maryland concert, Death Fest, Maryland yeah. Death Fest, and uh, uh, five was, years ago, I believe. Or nah, it was, like that. was six it was years ago, six five six years ago, I think. Yeah, it was twenty fifteen, I think. That's and it was uh, just okay. It was pretty good, but we think we left because we had just seen Hemdale, and we wanted to go get some food or something like that. And over the course of the last few years, and me being into this stuff. Uh, Jakob say never really grabbed me, but I had never listened to this fucking record, and this shit rules in my mind. Like, if I'm going to listen to some crazy, like, fastcore PV stuff that's, like, nonstop blasting, this would be my go-to record. Uh, I mean, same thing here. I really, I do like this record a lot. I love the insane digital stops they got going on, or, like, whatever that is. That sounds crazy. Yeah. Like, it just sounds fucking insane. They'll be going crazy with the triplet blast and then do like a bunch of shit where you know they pause three times in a row and like everything just goes out though and like like, completely clarify what we're talking about the insane digital stops because i still don't really understand what the fuck i was hearing when i heard them do this it sounds like they're playing like super super fast and super super tight then they all stop so it's like so like it's a quick stop but the way they recorded it or something like it's not they don't do Something that most bands do, and that I generally think is cool, where there's a stop and you get a little bit of feedback, like, or you hear like the palm eating, you hear like the 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 jangling of the strings, something. Or something yeah, yeah. This this is, is a true tried and true. Like, there's dead air. Yeah, there's like nothing going on, which so, sounds like, insane in contrast with the you know constant blasting and screaming. Going sounds on. very artificial, very off-putting. It this was an impressive record. I was impressed with the the musicianship and how fucking brutal it was. It was just total punishment. I mean, the blast beats are nonstop and uh, made me feel terrible. The vocalist was annoying, <laughs> and I'm just gonna keep it real and say I hated listening to this record. <laughs> I did not enjoy listening to this thing. Very impressed with it. Um, I honestly probably will listen to it again just because it it I I don't know. Like it's darkly fascinating how bad it made me feel, but it is this. Really, this well, I feel is like that's listen. yeah, yeah that's that makes like sense. a good painful. If you a record what, can make you feel that way, it's doing something right. I that's guess true, you know. Yeah, this is and this is. I was talking to Tim. Uh, this is like a good uh, through line of like how we get to like some of the more crazier spastic bands now. Uh, a great example would be like SFN. 
from Wisconsin Mello or Harsher. Mello Harsher. Band, yeah. uh, very crazy, like, turn on the dime. Like, more more Stop so than lack dime. of interest, yeah. like, in a way. Um, and just, oh, way like, more. this is way sounding, this is like, just up, yeah. sounding like insanity. Uh, deterioration even to a oh, degree. Oh, yeah. Yeah I, th- yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's very important. I think this is an important record uh, in that, like, that, yeah, a hidden honest. influence, I guess, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Because I don't really, I feel like you don't hear too many people talking about Jakob say. Not really. I think uh, mostly people that we ca- maybe we kind of know, but not. I, I think know. your average grindcore fan probably isn't like, oh, Jakob say, you know? Yeah. That's I don't true. I really think so either. Yeah, I remember we were listening to this. It's like a 20 minute long record. We got like. Four minutes Four in, minutes, and we're like, <laughs> it, it's in, and even even and Ooh, like how long even is Tim that like who listens to this stuff more than way more than I do was like. We've only been listening to this for four minutes. I feel like this has been on for an hour. <laughs> it's it really, it's yeah. insane how like certain, like that Ars Destroyer record. Exhausting, too, yeah, just yeah. completely exhausting. And yes, of course, I remember the fucking Ars Destroyer record. <laughs> some of those, some of the, some of these records don't listen to while you're driving. That was like last. No, day, that's Putrefaction in Progress by Last Days of Humanity. Or it's like, ooh, this is the tenth song. And there's thirty of them. Oh man, I remember every time like go, going somewhere and putting that on. Like to listen to, like yeah. somebody else in the car would be like, "Can we please turn this off? I'm getting a headache listening to this." <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's let's now now interesting enough, it's paired against Hell Nations, Hell Nation, uh, this at uh, war with emo, at war with emo, and I would say Hell Nation, like Jakob say, and Hell Nation are like two sides of the same coin. Essentially, mm-hmm. they're just one of them's from fucking Germany, one of them's from fucking Kentucky. Very, very similar, but I, I, it, I think there's some slight distinctions between them. I must just hate Germans then because I couldn't stand the Jakob State record, but I really, really enjoyed this Hell Nation record and their other record. I think Hell Nation has, like, more catchy parts. They, they will do, like, do. some, like, moshy, circle pity kind of, like, things. Uh, and they don't have weird fake stops that sound yeah. fake. This um, I think that's a unique thing from that maybe just that record. Yeah, uh, probably yeah. But uh, this this Hell Nation stuff's really really good. I think most of the material is really solid. It's punk, more so, like very very in touch with the punk rock thing. It's not like metal at all. I didn't think this record is a little less dynamic. I think than that Cheerleaders for Imperialism album, but um, they've got catchy mid tempo parts again. One thing I, I noted. Very, very mean-sounding band. It's mean and punk. Uh, I think the, the part of the mean-sounding thing is some of the riffs, especially the mid-tempo ones, but even some of the fast parts, they keep it in the... Almost black metal territory. You think with so? The... On what, on Hell Nation? Oh, yeah, yeah. A little bit of that, but also like um, a lot of pentatonic riffs. And when you do that and you play super fast and super hard, that's when you get into like, this is a mean band. This is where I'm like mm. nodding my head... Yes, but looking very pissed off. That's how you get that sound. Um, and you're right, though. This band does do the stopping and starting thing a lot, too, though. But, yeah, those pentatonic riffs in a fucking, like, band this fast and this hard, it's it's like, yeah, that's good shit. I'm, I'm a sucker for that. Definitely reminded me of SOB, too, more so than their other album. This one, I was like, oh, this, I can hear the SOB, like, Japanese yeah. <laughs> uh, fast core yeah. influence big, bigly they on this album. Japan a couple times, so. That know, makes, sense. makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. Well, you want any other thoughts, Tim? Uh, I'll just say that upon first listen, I was honestly ready to kind of write it off, but I'm glad we listened to it again, like, what was that, yesterday or whatever, because yeah. it's like, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was like, solid, I'm solid not going to hate on it, yeah. Well, three, two, one. Yago say. This is the first one that I'm yeah. annoyed about, because I... 
<laughs> uh, no, it's actually I'm annoyed more so because I like the Hell Nation one so much, but yeah. that's okay. I think I like I like cheerleaders more. They I did get a tough break. I, I, I did like either. cheerleaders more actually too. I don't think either of their records advanced in this. They didn't. They didn't. Oh, you're right. Oh man, sorry, Hell Nation. Eh, whatever. Again, no, oh, no, no beef there. Or anything. No beef. Just, yeah. yeah. Much love. What do we got next, Tim? Next matchup we got. Newthrush's embodiment of the anti-self. I think that's what it was called. Going up against uh, Sticky's Cuddle 7-inch. Embrace the anti-self. Embrace the anti-self. Thank you. Well, uh, I will start and say this. Uh, uh, sorry, Newthrush. This shit was pretty boring and sounded bad. This record sucked. Uh, I swear to God, I was listening on my headphone at work, and I was like, the left guitar? Is that a guitar? And then when we listen to it here, it's like, it is a guitar. It's just that, like, when you listen to it with stereo, like, isolated like that, it just sucks. I was so underwhelmed by this. And I like Nuth Grush. I just think that some of the earlier stuff is just, they, they don't have the production to, like, ink out the bleakness that they want yeah. to do. We've, yeah. We've been fixating on, like, the production quality a lot with these bands, maybe a little bit, but... There's nothing wrong with that, and especially not if we're talking about fucking this style of music, this sludgy shit. Like, you can't pull that style off with a thin guitar sound. It's just no. fucking completely I, pointless. You know, that's actually a really good... I think that is why, like, that this isn't, like... Really, because it just sounds... It's like this is, is nowhere near heavy enough to, like, like it. I did like the album art on this, though. It's like a, a sort of black-and-white painting of it looks like a mother running with a child. It looked different than a lot of these other records. It's not like a copy-and-paste... Uh, brightly colored yeah, it's not like the enemy soil thing yes seven no actually thing. the enemy soil seven inch was the best album art not of all of this because it literally <laughs> yeah. looks like clip art but we'll get to that later yeah. but yeah um, it's album art is really is really sick if, if it was based on album art this would win uh but it's not and now this sucks it was completely kind of sucks sorry vocals you know, didn't have a lot of personality either i don't know i don't you know, think new should we cares. just should we just skip ahead sticky i think that's just a fun I, punk band i have some notes on sticky all right yeah go ahead interesting yeah. it's it's um I, if you didn't tell me, I would think this band was from Southern California, not Northern California, because it has this kind of style that is very, very that Southern California sound, to me. Right? Well, yeah, you can hear the the shadow of the beach. They had just barely started to escape it in the late 80s. It's got some of the Rick Agnew like octave parts with that sort of jangly, chorusy tone. But also like super fast parts. It's just part of like a milieu that I guess wasn't just in SoCal, but in the late 80s you had bands. And I think Spaz is even an extension of this. They were doing, I guess you'd call it like a fast and fun style of hardcore. Not my favorite thing. Yeah. But like, even like the fucking Sperm Birds is like this. Mm. Like, we're going to play super fast, but we're going to do goofy shit uh, because we're sick of how nihilistic the scene is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Musically, very California. Reminds me of some of the later Nardcore stuff. Yeah, Visual discrimination, I, fucking I doggy so. style, all those kind of silly bands that I'm not always that into, but I liked this record because it had still some of that catchy Rick Agnew adolescence, like early California guitar vibes there. But they're in Northern California, so it's a little bit uglier and like, I don't know, more more insular sounding than the like actual beach bands. Um, I would say it's a, I like this because it's fun. This is like a fun yeah. record. It is a fun record. I think some bands like this are like too fun, and I'm like, you can fuck off. And I think for like when I heard this band start covering Spider Man, I was like, right, come on, like this is stupid. But I did enjoy listening to it. If you're gonna be fun, you got to be catchy too, and they do pull that off. 
again, fast and fun hardcore sounds a little dated now, but but this this was a good one. It was a good example. Guitar playing is great. Some great guitar sound. Very good bass work. Yeah. On the, and drumming, too. Yes. Very fa- yes. Super fast drumming. Super fast drumming. Like, this could possibly be uh, proto fast score, I guess. You could oh, say, definitely, right? yeah. For sure. The bass playing, with the key thing with this style of like uh, Kelly punk with the bass is to have really, really well written, catchy bass lines, but you have to play them like just okay. Right. Like <laughs> they're well be... written and very catchy, but you play them with a pick and it's not like that, you know. That... That's where Rancid fails because I'm pretty sure they. Is he too good at bass? That guy's really good at bass. Yeah, that's the problem with Rancid. There you go. <laughs> And not, you know, everything else. <laughs> but yeah, interesting record. Very, worth checking out, in my view, because it's just so of its time and place. But uh, it's, is and, it, and comes with all of the cringe that that entails. But still has a lot of, a lot of cool things about it and uh, things that are well done. Guitar playing yeah. especially. I did like that one song uh, where he was like, at the end of it, he's like, it's society's fault, man. It's not on us. It's on. Yes. It's all society. It's dude. Time and place. The Reagan era is yeah. uh, very much present on this record too. Well, yeah. <laughs> three, two, one. Sticky. sticky. Yeah. I almost just said not Newthrush, but no, I actually like the Sticky record. <laughs> you could have. I'm that. curious what Sticky goes to. Who they're. What happens next with them? But all right, let's take a. Can we take a break now? Break time. Yes. We're. Uh, I mean, we're one away from halfway point. Okay. Just, I mean, we could probably. Let's do a quick break here, folks. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're rocking today. What we got next, Tim? Capitalist casualties, dope and war seven inch going up against. Sorry, going up against short, fast, and loud number one. Oh, this was. So I think this is my. This is the capitalist casualties stuff that sounds like them. Like this is like power violence. This is like them being like really unhinged in a way. I think best production on their stuff, or you know, the most conventionally good production. That it I sounds really them, blown believe, out. Yeah. At least I, that's how I remember it. This was late 90s, too, though. So I guess that makes sense. Maybe being a, like, I think 97 is when it came out. Okay. So I could see, you know, recording technique probably better, getting better. I yeah. do have something similar in my notes, too, here. It, it's even to my ears, relatively untrained. I was like, this is more classically power violence than the other work that uh, I heard from them over the course of this challenge. Uh, it's got a good circle pit part on this one song though that that shit was cool um it was good this this is i still think i like that art of ballistics record the best out of the the shit i listened to them for this but th- this was was up there too it was a good record vocals are a little bit I, again i know i noted this about them before i wish they were a little more expressive i think when you're doing that sort of shouted style instead of the caveman vocals or the screeching vocals that's i often prefer that but it it's easy for you to get bland if you don't mix it up a little kind bit of more. monotone monotone yeah that's that's exactly yeah it. i think that just comes with the territory i yeah, think yeah. i think it's just them being like an originator of this of that scene you know it's it's just it's to be expected i, I can't imagine that band like if they weren't gonna t- so if they were gonna start taking risks you know that's not a kind of band that does that of course so yeah. you got it again it's kind of a one-trick pony but I think they what they do is really good, and I like. I don't know if they do too much on this. If I'm 
recall, but I like how they u- they will use double double kick, like but not in a metal way. Sparingly. Very sparingly. Yeah, yeah. It's very tastefully done. Something I wish more punk dra- uh, drummers, honestly, would kind of. I would. It's agree like guys, that, you know, yeah. you can up the intensity a little bit if you, you know, just even that add some like that. But doing it tastefully is is tricky. So I agree. With yeah, that. it's impressive that this band pulls it off. It is very easy to make your double kick sound very stupid. I've yeah. seen a, a lot of like even like fucking like pop punk bands like try to use them. Just like, why are you doing that? Come on. Well, dude, just, come on, honestly, dude. that kind of that's just stupid. Like pop punk with yeah, double yeah, kick. Yeah. Like that's that's <laughs> completely idiotic. I'm uh, pulling my shirt collar <laughs> at the home. thought at the notion <laughs> of it. We got uh, short, fast, and loud, volume one. Um, uh, one, number one. It's uh, it's interesting uh, lineup here. Yeah, this um, is the laterest release. Oh, not the Christ. last no. fake word I make. It's a up. later release. This came out yeah. in two thousand, right? Yeah, I believe so. Two thousand significantly later than a lot of the other records we're reviewing. This is an interesting one because it doesn't really feature a lot of older bands. If I'm correct, I, as far as I know, like they're like with the Bjarg stuff. There'd be like, oh, this band from like the mid '80s, like classic yeah. bands. I think is what you're trying. Yeah, to this is like more about, I believe, newer bands from the late '90s, from, early 2000s. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, I even looking at it now, it's like I don't think there's like, like I'd say maybe the most like recognizable bands that like kind of really made a name on this is like there's not much like. What happens next? I think they were probably definitely one of the bigger names on this. Shank mm-hmm. from Scotland. Yep. Um, Iron Lung. Yeah, Iron Lung and Insult too, and Insult. then maybe Catheter. And I, I would really say I kind of feel like that's it as far as Life's like, Halt was uh, kind oh, of a big band. Yeah, that yeah, was that's the, true. the one big thing I noticed listening to this that I didn't expect. This, this thing's cool because it highlights like all of the the same sort of subgenre threads that Slapaham was doing in the 90s or was like at least tangential to this this manages to include like the more developed forms of all of them that exist in the 2000s so there's like some db type tracks uh there's or db crust whatever there's grind tracks and also this album reminded me that like even when i first started going to shows in like maybe 0405 um Fastcore was a huge thing at that point. And I guess this would include some of the early Fastcore bands. There's one called In Control that I remembered because it was named after a Stalag 13 song. <laughs> Very classic, you know, Fastcore sound, basically, which, as far as I can tell, consists of, if you're talking about this era, like, you sound like Uniform Choice, but you have Blast Beats, and that's what a Fastcore band is. Uh, <laughs> enjoyed it more hearing it now than I did when I was younger. Uh, the Life's Halt track on here was cool. Uh, I'm down with that stuff. It'll fucking, you know, it's like a cup of coffee. It'll get you up in the morning. This was a really stupid thing to say about a song, <laughs> but I said it anyway because uh, it's kind of true. This is like, a, yeah, this was this had a really good mixture. It's like I think it's very well. I think the way I looked at it was, it's kind of like this is what's going to be happening in the next few years. Like Iron Lung became Definitely. a big band. Like what happens next? Did did they do stuff in the two thousands? I think they were around Definitely, for a decent yeah, amount yeah. of time, yeah. Uh, you know, just and not even just like the bands, but like the the styles. It, it's like a, a the passing of the guard to a degree. It's like or the flipped up caps, yeah, like WHN. <laughs> yeah, that's that's on the cover. Uh, yeah, of this that record. Shit, of course it is. Um, but the music's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, I like this comp. Even the intro, like uh, going back to what Jacob said, it's got a good variety of stuff. Like you know, 
even cyber grind, couple cyber grind tracks, yeah, like data, data class and uh, unique. The data unique? class shit was crazy. That was dope. Yeah, that's if like you're a, a fan progenitor of to um, go listen to data class. That you probably like that actually, too. That is like Dead probably ass, yeah. a good comparison. Actually, yeah. to what again? If you like 100 Gax, go listen Ooh. to data class. It's like a completely different version of the same thing. Data class kind of remind me of like a what like the the Japanese noisem in a sense. Uh, NOISM, um, insane cyber grind like stuff. Almost, I think you could call it what, like breakcore? Almost, bre- yeah. They, like that Absolutely breakcore, but like with grindcore influences. Uh, I didn't metal. know that existed until yeah. I discount. Noisem is. Now I do. It, yeah, you're, you, will, you will hate it. Uh, you would fucking hate it, I think. You so. would absolutely if you didn't, hate it. Dude, if you didn't like Jakob say, you would fucking. It's just non. I don't want to get it too off track. <laughs> That's like Jakob say I'm like, you know, like the strongest like stimulant. But like also like. Uh, it's also mining Bitcoin. I like the data class band, though. You might like it. That's you yeah. might like, but it is like uh, it's it's hard to get into. Oh, well, let's get to it, uh, fellas. Three, two, one. Short, Short fast casualties. And loud. Short fast and loud wins. Short fast and loud wins, fellas. I voted capitalist casualties. This is. I think if I was going to show anyone like like if I wanted a later capitalist casualties like seven inch, this is like a perfect record to just pop on and get that fix real quick. Respectable, yeah. It, both both very good, but I guess we'll be, I'll be able to dive, you know, deeper into short, fast, and loud just a bit more now, and really kind of like, hopefully, uh, draw some more through lines. Uh, what we got next? Next matchup: Burned Up, Bled Dry, Clone Slaves, Four Slaves, going up against the I don't know how it's pronounced, either Job or Go- or uh, Gob. Gob Wink Martindale split. That's right. So if uh, you don't, if you don't remember from our first episode of doing the spell slap of hand, the first matchup was the Spaz, uh, Jimmy Walker, Benam, Dukes of Hazard, and, and this is in the that there's three records that Slap Ham did where it's like like a joke, a side joke of the split band. That's uh, and by joke band we mean like not a band, not a band, uh, not does and also probably not a willing party in uh, doing. No, it. Yeah, there's yeah. absolutely no way Wink Martindale was cool Ag- with this. Agreed to be on a record <laughs> with Gob, Gab, yeah, whoever they are. But this is. It's a fun split, but it's it's really Starting forgettable. Starting with uh, Gob. Yeah, it's really forgettable. It's it's one song. It's like two and a half minutes or so. I actually thought that song was really good. I like the Gob song, too. I can't remember it. Like, I like Gob, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, I'm never gonna, I would never be like, yeah, the split rules. You know what I mean? Like, the Spaz yeah. one of this is has, like, songs to it. Uh, the two Wink tracks... Um, Actually, super catchy too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I think it's because it's funny. That is the selling point. The gob shit was. I actually I liked it. It's uh, it's got like the AM radio vocal recording style. The vocalist was a standout in this. He's very expressive. A um, lot of emotional range in his vocals. For those that don't know, uh, that is uh, John Cortland, uh, who later appears in uh the so band iron lung that makes sense because i i had a, actually my notes that this was this gob track regardless of how good it is i would say that it definitely sounds ahead of its time yeah it's presaging that like crazy spastic hardcore thing that it has become very in vogue since then the the drum beats are kind of all over the place it's got this sort of 
real heavy guitar sound that kind of drowns you, which is good. It's big, big guitar, which is good. That um, band, it's a very under underrated band, I would say. In that, I gotta that listen scene. to their other stuff. They have the like eerie minor key guitar leads too, which is mm-hmm. cool. So yeah, Gob definitely ahead of its time, but it is only one song, so it's like how much mileage yeah, am I really gonna only get? Two and a half minutes. Yeah, not, not even gonna like get a lot of mileage out of it yeah. in that regard. But I was surprised at how good it was. I was what impressed. was it up against? I'm sorry. Burned up, blood dry. Ooh, now this, this I really liked. This uh, burned up, blood dry from Arkansas. Uh, I think I'm can speak for all of us when I say this is essentially a grindcore. His hero is gone. Like they do some very. Interesting melodic stuff uh, at times with, I think, even, like, clean guitars. They do – it is it is grindcore, but it's also heavily crust influence. I'd say yeah. with with the weird, like, grind ma- uh, matching up with – um yeah, like the His Hero's Gone Crossing. It almost, I almost kind of get like metalcore vibes from it. Interesting. Like an early metalcore. Yeah, like a metalcore. Like hardcore kind of vibe. I, I totally know what you mean. It's it works though. It's it's tough. It sounds not like over the top tough, but moderately tough, and it sounds big, which I appreciate. This is not yeah. one of these thin sounding records on here. It has a sort of bellowing tenor to the whole thing. Oh yeah, which is how like even like the early tragedy stuff is. Or like is, see, yeah. that's like I think that's what I like was getting from it most. Like that kind of weird like neo cross, the like arena cross yeah. thing. But it's good, and and I mean. Even there's things that could be called arena crust adjacent that I still definitely like a lot, including tragedy, actually. But it's a topic for another time. And yeah, this it's because they have the like minor key parts and yeah. the dynamics kind of swing back and forth between like, you know. Yeah, I think uh, they have really good songwriting. Absolutely, and, uh, yeah. The vocals are really stand out because they're really aggressive, but like not like low or really shrieky. It's like a bellow, like I said. It's like yeah. fucking like, but it's more. It's more than a shout. He's like he's singing from saying it with his chest. You know what I mean? Putting a little, you know, little uh, oomph into it. He's put the sauce on it. Well, let's get to it. I think there's not. I want to. Yeah, we gotta. I want to make this a little quicker. Uh, three, two, one. Burned, burned up, blood uh, dry. Gob. You went gob. I did. You wouldn't, Bob? I went burned up, blood dry. All right, wow. I just, uh, honestly. The Wink Martindale, I no, think. No, burned up, blood dry, totally serviceable, but I think not my thing. Oh, wow. I could see that. I, I feel like that. it would be your thing. Nah. Interesting. I just, I'm really, like what, what Jake was, like it reminded me too much of like tragedy, and I was getting the metalcore vibes. I was just like, ah, not It's understandable. That's like why I liked it, but I totally get why yeah. you would not like it. I, I would never say, been my thing. Yeah. I like I like stuff like that. I like like Unra. That band's cool. They they're very metal metalcore, but again, it's like they they know how to be like aggressive still. I don't really know about metalcore, but like um, that the nineties metalcore stuff can be pretty good. I believe, if, if, I'm as long to as it, it yeah. doesn't sound like like it doesn't have like any melodic death metal like tendencies, which the nineties stuff doesn't really have it, but he, if if it's that, it's like usually like I guess like the what the Stuff like Buffalo and like Terror and stuff like that. This is pre-Terror. Yeah. Um, like Slugfest, I think Despair. Slugfest is cool. If I remember like, correctly. You know how like metallic hardcore can kind of yeah. like be really fucking boring sometimes. Yeah. Like, like fucking like crowbar shit or whatever. Yeah. Or like Converge. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't care I mean, for that band, I Converge like wasn't uh, Converge was around at this time, so. I mean that kind of could be an influence. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, they probably uh, were. I yeah. uh, These guys I think I like them to a lot of this shit. Honestly, I know we said this podcast is an anti-converge band, uh, but I, I think I like that. I think I kind of like that band. I think they're just they're okay. They're not they're not as bad as I thought they were. They got some songs. 
I haven't listened to them. I mean, I've, I feel like they're too much on the Bring Me the Horizon tip where it's just like a bunch of random shit thrown into a song. Yeah. But that could be – I might be way some off people, on that. I, and I think some people do like that. kind of I remember that. too. Some stuff I, – I can – I guess that's the difference. I can vibe with that kind of like songwriting a little bit more. Definitely, yeah, it, yeah. But not not for everybody, and not not a thing that I think I will gravitate to. You like the very like much. angry prog rock kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Next matchup got ham slapping hits. We're Emerson Lake and Fucko. And this, <laughs> I will say, I was listening to I was listening ELF. to Tarkus. And what was that? ELF Emerson ELF. Lake and Fucko. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to Tarkus the other day, and I was like, this fucking. The song rules. Your wife's new legal name is Targus. Targus. <laughs> anyway, next Ham match. Ham slapping oh, hits. Yeah. Ham slapping hits going up against the pissed happy children infest split. Slap a ham number one. Well, it's this is a, the the uh, the originator versus uh, essentially what is a compilation of with some songs from that split on it too. Might I add? Uh, yeah. Really, uh, Ham slapping hits. Uh, I'll say this: the both these, it? both these records really didn't. Uh, Ham slap and hits. It's got like a bunch of songs from like previous records that they had put out. I don't think I listened to that. Well, it's well, you didn't need to what? listen you to it because it's all stuff that, like, to it already. It's it's a bunch like Infest song from the first split. They got Neanderthal, Sticky, oh, so Fu it's, Manchu, it's all that kind of shit. Like okay. a bunch of songs from the Bliard comps. Yeah, yeah, like stuff like that. You've you've inadvertently listened to this. I guess this is a flub on our end, guys. Maybe uh, for our listeners, but yeah, you've list, you've Oops. listened to it. It's it's literally just like anything that appeared for the most part on Slap a Ham before like '98, I think. So it's like a sampler thing, but but all yeah. release tracks. All right, that's yeah. cool. A mixtape, as one would say, if one wills. Uh, and then the Infest Piss Happy Children. I'll say this: uh, Piss Happy Children. I think those tracks are good. Because uh, I think that's like just uh, there's a good they're an interesting band. There's a good like I know I feel like I noticed like almost maybe like a metallic even crossover kind of um yeah vibe with their songs. That's like yeah makes checks out for the time when they were around eighty five to eighty nine or so. Yeah, and then I was gonna say P- real quick before we do Infest PHC is another one I noted is sounding ahead of their time. They have that kind of spastic like. You know the fucking hardcore where the drums go crazy and they play like discordant notes and it's it it is totally like a predecessor to converge and that kind of shit like yeah. like this is the beginning of that is kind of PHC and uh, also that God band it's like is that what amazing core is I remember that term from the B nine board no. I think that's what amazing, amazing core no. is uh, amazing core <laughs> is like well, I'm I'm kind of uh, uh, I'm scared that you even know what that is. I I kind of know what Amazing Core, but I no, that's that was not what, what Amazing Core. Amazing, I don't. We all, we'll have to look it up, folks. Uh, amazing Core. All I do know is I don't like everything that I've heard that's been described as Amazing Core. I'm shaking I in think my it's boots. Maybe a little more like like metalcore that's like also influenced by like Lifetime or something like that. Lifetime like hardcore. Oh, like Lifetime stuff. Network. Okay. Heavier melodic hardcore. I think that's what like Amazing. I think what's uh, the one band from fucking Boston from the 2000s. Half heart, half heart. I think that's amazing core. Oh, really? Maybe. I thought it was like the weird shit with the Discord and chords. No, and the weird I don't think so changes. at all. That sounds Dude, more that's amazing. You know, I think it's amazing. Somebody, I don't fucking know why it's called that. I think B nine boards or something either. Yeah, I I was on there and I, 
Maybe he referred to both. Regardless, we, we can't get into the debate about yeah, that. Let's, but let's move on. PHC is, is a predecessor to that style of, like, fucking... And you can bleep this out because it's a local band. Like, fucking Drews. Like, that kind of hardcore. Uh, what is kind it, of shit? though? PHC? I I th- I think uh, so. I don't I think know about so. that. Yeah. yeah, I don't so, know about it, that because it sounds like, dude, it's it's several step re- steps removed, but May- it's it's like the fucking all over the place drums and like sort of dissonant guitar sounds. Maybe you need to re-listen to and not not again. Con- <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I do, but uh, uh, it would be several you mean steps like po- removed. You regardless. mean like post hardcore stuff? Yes, this is like proto post hardcore, is what I would say. Yeah, about maybe I guess. But they, I'll say this: the Infest songs. Why bother? Why fucking yeah, bother? The studio oh, versions are they're way fucking, better. They're live tracks. Who cares? Yeah, sorry, Chris Dodge, if you're listening to this. Uh, I know it is the first release. It was a flexi. Um, the first few records are flexies, I believe. Uh, it's just yeah. It's just whatever. It's just and again. I mean, uh, some of these songs are on the ham slap and hits. Too. Yeah, another an interesting documentation of what it is. Um, yeah, that's true. But I would say might be a bad thing for the ham slap and hits i think we'll see what happens three two one and ham fast slap piss happy children what'd you say i said infest which means infest yeah. and pissed happy children. okay all right yeah because the other one is just like barely counts you know what i mean yeah it's well, like didn't hardly... you say that was like a christmas gift or i something? read something on discord it was like christmas christmas gift and that might have been included that might have i think something with the uh, funky little platter and Slight Slappers, best of one inch. Might yeah, somebody, be somebody got a buy with the funky little platter. No comment. So, so was, yeah, so yeah. basically uh, a buy for the PHC. PHC, PH, PHC got a buy, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's not ba- like all those those tracks are good, but it's like why would I? Like it's just too sporadic. It's too sporadic. Yeah, and like not like manufactured enough. I feel. Um, next release or next uh, matchup. Next match, Man is the Bastard's DIY CD against Capitalist Casualties Disassembly Line. Ooh. You want to run down Capitalist Casualties first? Yeah, or, let's do that. Or, yeah. You, you want to you do that? I, I don't honestly, you're going to have to jog my memory about which Capitalist Casualties record this is. So this like, is what, like what? This, their first this is full the length? Ni- right? The first full length, 92. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sounds like it's from '92. Sounds like it's their first full length, and uh, not quite I mean, developed enough. Not yet. quite developed yeah. production wise. I will say, I, I I feel like I remember remember that maybe I remember this one better, but maybe it's because I was listening to Subdivisions and Ruin, and thinking of that one. Uh, this one really didn't do it for me. I uh, it's just kind of whatever. It's just it's not bad, but it's just I think the production kind of lets it down. I agree. Like I got maybe like three or four songs in, and I was just like, I'm like. <sighs> Barely, like this is not holding my attention yeah. whatsoever. Not, not, and I, again, I think it's a good band. I think it's just that, like, uh, just some of their releases, and especially with like a longer release, uh, they they don't do enough to like keep, yeah, to like really grab you. Yeah, like full albums, right? Like you really uh, got to do, like, a, just, you got to do a yeah. lot. You got to do more. You got to like, you know, I was, I've been listening, I've been listening to albums for my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I think uh, uh, you know Poison Idea to I mean not the same kind of style of music but like Poison Idea I think does an incredible job of like making their albums sound like diver- diverse in like songwriting yeah. wow styles. dynamics man or yeah. something like like you can't don't just put 
put out a collection of songs. Or you just bash them out. Yeah, yeah. that's like, it, that's not an album. That's what and this Capitalist Casualties album feels like. I agree. Just were like, if you distilled hey, it down to a 7-inch, I think it'd be great. Yeah, you know? probably would have yes. been fine. Yeah. But I think you could say that about a lot of things. I have that in my notes for a number of things on this uh, bracket where I'm like, this could have been a great 7-inch band, but not so much for a full length. So, uh this was up against Man is the Bastard, the DIY CD, right? Their collection of all sorts okay. of splits and stuff, yeah. No. Yeah. This this was this was very good. I I haven't listened to this in a long time and man, I wish I listened to it again recently cuz this shit was I was jamming this at fucking work and I was stoked about it. I think this band kind of stands on their own in in this genre and I mean, even with, compared to most bands of any genre, this band, regardless of my listening preferences or yours, this band has a lot more conceptual and spiritual weight behind it than most bands in general. Like, yeah. In terms of the artistic value that's present here, in terms of coming across like they really have a mission and a thesis statement for their band, um, whether or not you particularly enjoy it, I think it's apparent that this band has more value than most bands in this genre or in general uh, in that regard. Absolutely. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I think you can tell by uh, the pack. If you look over the course of their entire discography of Maz Bastard and even Bastard Noise, you can tell that by the um, very continuous uh, art style of the, the to two skulls. Yeah, Charter Mains, a.k.a. Man is a Bastard. White and background. Then, white background. And then there's some sort of slogan to denote the release. Um, an abundance of guns, something like that. Uh, very interesting. And I, I think the members would also agree with you. Uh, uh, try posting a picture of uh, a cheese pizza with uh, Eric Wood uh, as your friend or following you on Instagram. And uh, you will get a, uh, a, uh, a, tongue a deft tongue lashing about... Uh, how pizza is uh, for murderers, essentially. Wait, really? He's one. Dude, of the, he's like a yeah, hardcore okay. vegan to uh, to his detriment, and I think he makes vegans kind of look bad in a way. But I'm not going to judge vegans. That, that, that's that. really funny. That's for another uh, time. He's kind of, uh, uh, unfortunately, I think he's social media. He shouldn't. One of those guys that like is an older dude that probably shouldn't be on social media. Um, that's so funny. But it, it uh, does not surprise me. He blocked this, me on Facebook, so that kicks ass. Yeah, what'd you but, do? How'd you piss uh, him off? Like not even anything bad. Really, he was talking right? to. Him, remember when Gillette was doing the "How to Be a Man" thing? Yes. And it's like you can, you know, talk to your gay son or something like that. Yeah. Like normal man, men think that people should do. Uh, he was. Someone shared that, and he's like, "Yeah, they uh, test the razor blades on bunnies' throats." And it's like, I was like, uh, I don't, dude, I don't think they do like, that. Do you know how many rabbits <laughs> they would have to, like, breed like, for you know, that? The only way they can test how sharp a razor is by, like, cutting a fucking rabbit's throat. Did you look it up? Is that true? It's not true at all. <laughs> did you, like, actually did, look that I think up? They done, I was they, totally I think ready they to believe did, it, which is I think bad. they did, like, animal testing to some degree, but I believe it wasn't, it wasn't, like... Like Let's they did kill that like this last year. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> that makes I, I think you know what they would do? They would use the razor like a fucking razor and shave its fucking hair. That's what they probably would do. 
as far as I know. Like, they give wouldn't it a be little like strip sliced, down his head or something. But, but, dude, if you try to do that and the razor's fucked up, they're going to accidentally slice his throat is the point, <sighs> dude. You're right. <laughs> Why? They don't need to I'm shave sorry, his Eric neck. Wood. I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm the fucking idiot. I feel like I'm I'm on some like veganon shit now. Veganon. Like, I'm, I'm bought in on this stupid conspiracy theory now but, too. No, but of course there's a fucking like mentally uh, ill freak in this band. Like that's why I mean, this shit is like so good. I could tell that whoever made this was weird. I'll like, say this. Oh yeah. Kicks ass. I like the noise tracks a lot. Um, the song "Regression to Birth" is like really fucking menacing. Yeah, I will say one thing that this CD is missing is the capitalist casualty split tracks, which I think those are some of the best "Man Is the Bastard" songs. I ha- used to have an LP that had that, and well, that's uh, "Man Cruel," right? No, it's not on "Man Cruel" either. Oh, really? I thought it was. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. "Man Cruel" is an LP. Uh, okay. Then there is. Um, I'm looking at them right now. There is some of the men. The brutality continues. That doesn't have those tracks either. None of those compilations have those tracks. I have the Man is a Bastard uh, Capus Casualty split. And those are the best Man is a Bastard songs because they're really fucking aggressive and fast and really cool. And, and really on like, vocals, too. Catchy and memorable, too. Yeah. I mean, Mackerel is really good, too. But it's just that split, that split in particular, which we're not doing, unfortunately, is really good. Both sides are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think any, any more to talk about with Man is a Bastard? I, I do have more to say about them, but we'll... I think it's probably a safe bet that we might be coming back to this band at some point in this yes. bracket. Yeah, this release probably. specifically. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll save some thoughts then, for sure. All right, well, three, two, one. Man, man is, is the, the bastard. bastard. All right. Man really is the bastard. I, I guess so, at least for bunnies, I guess. Like, they really hate. <laughs> I mean, uh, I can't wait till rabbits rage war against, or wage war against humans and start slicing their, th- you know, our. Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like little red guards. Yeah. Uh, the hats on and everything. Next match, we got Fu Manchu's kept between trees, seven inch, going up against the charred remains, pink turds, and space split. Well, let's start with oh, Fu Manchu, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'll start. Uh this record, it's really weird because it's, like, crazy how much they were biting the Melvins on this. Like, listening to this, it's, like, straight up, like, the, the guitar from the guitar riffing to the vocals. It's, like, I would have man. thought it was a Melvins record, but, like, outtakes that they ditched because Buzzo's vocals sounded too stupid. Yeah. Is what it sounds like. I'll um, say this. I, when I was listening to Ham Slap and Hits, the, f- the first song played... And I was in my head. I wasn't looking at the uh, the lineup. I was like, "Oh, this is the Melvins." And then it's like, "No, this is Fu Manchu." I I legitimately thought it was the Melvins. Like it was that fucking close. Which uh, give it up for the Melvins for this, you know, coming out in the early '90s, and um, they already had were able to, you know, influence bands like that much to sound exactly yeah. like them. Like that's pretty yeah. crazy. Pretty wild. for only being around for probably under ten years at that point. But again, I think the Black Sabbathy kind of thing wasn't like to the for the stonery thing. That, that was more like I think that was more for like, um, yeah, you know, like metal people, yeah. like yeah, like uh, Saint Vitus uh, Cathedral Manchu. types. There's some Fu Manchu record I used to listen to a lot, and it did not sound like this. I don't know. This was like, yeah, I mean, it, Melvin's knockoff. It sounds like there. It this. There's something about this record. Aside from sounding like the Melvins, even something came off very contrived about it to me. There's contrivance in it that 
I couldn't quite put my finger on, but I think it's to do with his vocals. He's like trying to sound like a redneck. That's what I thought too. He's doing like fake hillbilly vocals, and it's kind of annoying. Um, yeah. I don't know. Did didn't really grab me. Otherwise, though, nope. those are my thoughts on that. Didn't care for it. Because besides, it's not hey, a plus for being a uh, Melvin's impersonator band. Yeah, and then that band a couple years later turned into like a band that sounds like, like shag carpeting skate, or whatever. Skateboard and, stoner um, rocks. Yeah. that's yeah. pretty much what they. I remember became. that stuff being kind of good, but I haven't heard it in a what while. What you listen to when you're fucking riding a bowl? Yeah, you know, yeah. Both both things. Either a riding a bowl. Or a, yeah. The other side of this matchup was uh some of the I mean Charred Remains that's Man is the Bastard the stuff yeah. that we heard on DIY which is yeah on the previous the first match. Four yeah. so the tracks. Pink Turds in Space stuff again is another example of that uh fast and fun late 80s style hardcore shit that is I wouldn't say it's very fun though I, I think, I think it, they're it's, serious it's pretty serious there's that Northern thing. Ireland that's Northern where Ireland. They, there's that there's that IRA sample where it's it's like uh, fine. So I forgot what it is. Something about like finding the RRAs. So yeah, they yeah, can yeah. Blow them yeah. up or something like that. It's and it's still it's not like dark. I know. Though. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, like they're tackling not. serious yeah. issues, but in a kind of lighthearted way, which is very much in the. And maybe we'll talk about this at some point. That's very much in the Northern Irish punk tradition. Mm-hmm. I also heard it's not on this record, but this band did a cover of Teenage Kicks by the Undertones, which is fucking sweet. The vocalist is doing kind of like a goofy, snotty style, but. A, Tackling pretty serious issues, you they can kind of really tell, fast, but, yeah, that they're Irish by the vocals. A, yes, a little yeah, bit, yeah. Like it, 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 it's like, oh, that kind of makes sense now. Yeah, like, I, I really those like the Charter Main stuff is like, eh, this is okay. It's not the best. Uh, stuff, uh, yeah. It is odd seeing, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, Man is the Bastard not being the side carrying the split. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, that, it's interesting when these kind of sometimes this happens. Sometimes these kind of records happen. Big Turns yeah. of Space Side, that was really fun. I really enjoyed those tracks. It was great. Yeah, I, I was I was real into it. We, uh, well, we got anything else? That's, I think we're good. Three, two, one. Charred Remains, Pink, Pink Turns in Space. Okay. It is. It was another one that Pink Turns in Space shit reminded me of uh, the Sperm Birds, a band that I hadn't thought about in a million years mm-hmm. until I started doing this challenge. I, I, think, to I think their again. shit was better than that. Sperm Birds? Yeah. Like, I think this Pig Turds shit was better than their shit was, but I don't oh, really remember. I we got to revisit. revisit. I, I only yeah. listened to them once or twice, but they, they didn't grab me when I had listened to them. I liked them when I was 16. They might suck. I'm not endorsing it. But the Pink Where Turds are they? Are they Dutch rules. or something? German. 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 Yeah. Ah, okay. Well, final four matchup, matchups, guys. Uh, here's the next one. We got the Monastery Anarchist split going up against the very first Bliarg. Bliarg the record. This was interesting because I I think as we noted we when we were talking about it prior, um, uh, Monastery and Anarchist more metal leaning, especially Monastery. Yeah, Mana- Pro- go on, go ahead. I was gonna say just probably the most um, out of place bands on the whole label that they ever put out. I think. Uh, Monastery specifically. Anarchists, I could see them. You In know. a way, yeah. The anarchist stuff is more grindcore. Um, kind of like the, uh, anarchists, they have the kind of like evil amp vocals. Almost actually reminiscent of black metal style, but the music is a lot more sort of lo-fi grindcore. Uh, wasn't super into it. If this whole LP was the Monastery stuff, it would be a hands-down pick for me because the Monastery stuff, Monastery stuff, was fucking sweet, I thought. It reminded me of... Uh, Got an early autopsy vibe at first, but uh, 
a bit of the early Sepultura sound too. It's it's like a good, real solid death thrash sound from them. Good meat and potatoes metal record. A- absolutely, yeah. Yeah, this is I I I I enjoyed it to a degree. Um, I think it's just one of those things where it's a little too low five for my metal tastes now, my grind tastes. Yeah. Uh, but I did I I appreciate it. I got a. I would like to possibly revisit. I would like to revisit it at least Anarchus. Because I've tried to like that band, and it's just uh, nothing really grabbed me. Like, and I don't think I think it might have been me. Sometimes it's me in the mindset. I don't know how yeah, you guys feel definitely. about stuff. I am very I uh, I hundred advocate for people uh, to, to listen to and re-listen to records multiple times before like writing it off. Uh, yeah, I think makes something sense. that too many people do is they listen to it for ten seconds and go, ah, oh, this sucks. I don't like it. Fuck it. Bye. I'm like the opposite of that. that. I'm like, I'm going to listen to this regardless of if I like it or not. I don't like it. I'm going to listen to it again. I'm going to listen to it again. Oh, I do like it. That's how I like, like learned how to like Captain Beefheart, (laughs) Gore Guts, and stuff like that. Shit, man. You don't need to tell me. I mean, I listen to Six Feet Under willingly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Six Feet Under episode coming soon. We April 20th. No, April 1st. (laughs) Because it's April Fool's Day. Get it. (laughs) I mean, we should though, because I mean that would be interesting. Nothing, nothing to do, to do with, with punk. punk at all, except they do they do do uh, Sex Pistols cover. Well, actually, it's a Monkeys cover, but oh, <laughs> yeah, all our fans off. Let's just yeah, let's, well, let's alienate them. All our fans and also us off by ourselves by <laughs> listening to the entire <laughs> Six Feet Under discography. discography. Uh, I already did it last year. Well, here's the true Sado yeah, right no, here. 2019. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was fun. Anyway, uh, anyway. Uh, the other record, Bliarg number one. Uh, this is a good record. It's uh, got some real fucking heavy hitters on it, that's for sure. Like, going back to what Tyler said, there are some you know stone-cold classic bands on this Dude, record. Dude, when I, I listened to this, Yanks is the first fucking band. Yep. That was awesome. Six I was like, song. holy shit. Yeah. I was, uh, for those that don't know, Yanks uh, spelled G-A-N-X, Swedish hardcore band, huge hugely important band for at least for me I think in terms of like understanding like and appreciating like more crushy or like more important I don't know maybe a huge uh, really cool band fucking love that band uh, really big influence on the Buffalo Band Gas Chamber if you aren't aware of it and if you listen to like their seven inches you go oh after that you go oh that makes complete sense mm-hmm. um, this was fun and then we got like Anal Cunt Makes a slight up, uh, makes Doing an real appearance. Noisy stuff. It it's got um, Psycho from Boston is on here, which yeah. is like that is a punk. Psycho band. Sin too. Yeah. Not the you know the funny one, right? What? Wait, Psycho Sin isn't that the? Oh no, that's Psychosexual. I'm sorry. That's Psycho Sin. <laughs> I thought was like a psychobilly band. No, they're in a really they're like an early noisy that. hardcore band. You know you, that you um, don't mean Psycho. No, Psycho Sin. Oh, shit. That's like another Weird. band. Number 40. Yeah. Psycho. 40. That's actually probably the best Psycho song I've ever yeah, heard on this split, dude. Citizen's Arrest was on here. A band oh, that yeah. yeah that's... That band kicks ass. I forgot um, about them. Born Against makes yep. another oh, crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah there um, we go. They do a little like, surprise visit yeah. and uh, fit right in by just playing super fast and screaming. Um, Some other good songs. Uh, Extreme Noise Terror track. That Infest track. That Extreme Noise Terror track, track. I was very... Uh, Real quick, extreme noise here. 
So that's a good song. Great from the uh, KSUK split. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I was surprised at how long it was. Being that oh, every other song yeah. is like twenty seconds, and then this one is like straight up a minute. It's like I think it's about a minute. Yeah, <laughs> but what would you would you say? Uh, like I was just say, ass sug. That oh, was yes. another good one. Um, the sticky song. I mean, I, that was funny. Cacophonia. Uh, 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 that, that was like was some crazy. funny noise core. Is this the one with seven minutes of nausea on it? too? Yes, it is. That's with their crazy band. shit. This I really appreciate this comp. And I, and I know I said this about Son of Blarg too, but I think it might have been, if I'm calling correctly, even more true with this record. Like this, and I think all the best compilations do this. It included, in addition to the heavy hitters, as you put it, a bunch of shit that was not only obscure, but was completely bizarre. Like, if you're oh, making yeah. a comp, try to put the fucking weirdos you know that make shit that don't make any, doesn't make any sense on there. Like, like seven minutes. Yeah, yes. Like seven minutes of nausea, which is one of the strangest bands I've ever heard. Literally, and I, I'm... I'm pretty good at doing this and I couldn't possibly describe to you what that band sounds like other than it doesn't sound like music at all um, mm -hmm. and they're from Germany but uh, originally from Australia too yeah so I don't know what the story is real there. weird I don't know what the story is with them at all but I know that I heard weird, them on this record I looked up band. their other music so. you should listen to um like Thrash Bora Thrash Bora that's a record they did they have like okay. a bunch of stuff but they had that Seven Minutes of Nausea had... very very I think they're a, I don't know if they do they may, I think they have lyrics. Yes, yes. That's the band. That's a, a noisecore band where they don't have lyrics. songs, but okay. they have. Lyrics. No, no, they have. Yeah, they don't have songs, but they have lyrics. Um, uh, shout out to Jay Tishy of Sidetracked. I know he likes them. He does like noisecore stuff, kind of in this vein, right? With occasionally with Sidetracked, and he has lyrics too. And I very much appreciate noisecore bands that have lyrics. I know it's kind of antithetical to that genre, but. Uh, Nihilus Commando is another mate, oh, one of the best fucking noisecore bands, and they have lyrics. And it, it, I think it adds like another element Did to it. Did you say they don't have songs, but they have lyrics? Yeah, seven minutes Pretty of sure. nausea. Yeah, what does that mean? They have like, like words have to go with. Titles. You know, like how they're not playing. Anything, they, but they, have they might have songs. I think they do have song titles. Actually, I mean, so, so you're telling me if they I, do have song titles? Yeah, yeah they do. Have, they have song titles because I'm completely ignorant here. Like, there's noisecore bands, as you put it, where I would buy the record and the songs wouldn't have words being sung on them but it would include a lyric sheet anyway sometimes i i have a couple i have a couple tight. records uh, i have like a new york against the beelzebu uh split that has like they have like i think i don't know if it's them or someone else has lyrics but sometimes they'll have songs but they won't have lyrics sometimes they'll have lyrics and songs most of the times they don't have either it's just 1342 songs that's well. We are gonna do. Uh, I I do have a plan to do like an intro to noisecore. Yeah, it's a good uh, idea because it, it is a hundred percent related to punk rock. Uh, to totally. how we get there and and like just boundary pushing avant garde music, which is this blurg the record thing. I would recommend this easily to like any of my friends who aren't into power violence or even really punk, but anyone who's into like just strange music noise uh if you're a power electronics nerd whatever like check this out because they spice up they, they spice it up with a lot of weird freak shit that's super obscure that i got a real kick out of myself as someone who has a taste for that stuff check out all three records really yeah honestly yeah. definitely well what are we gonna let's do we want to go let's go for it three two one bleard, bleard. the record
This was a Clean close sweep. one for me. I say, like I said, if that uh, interesting, what what monastery? Yeah, I thought you guys gonna were gonna go monastery. No, I was thinking about I, it too. I like. I mean, the monastery tracks are pretty sick, but just again, like I mean, the the, the anarchist side brings the record down. Anarchist dragged it way down. Like, like I said, if monastery had the whole thing, Bliarg is like groundbreaking. Too, yeah, I think. yeah, totally. Yeah. More so than you know that record. As I mentioned on the last episode, that's how we got short uh, short songs for short people. Um, because Chris Dodge worked at uh, Fat Records. So, My favorite record label. One of our favorites. Shout out to uh, Fat Mike. Shout out to Big Mike. Uh, to Koki the Clown. Fat Large anymore. Mike who, yeah, come on the show and do your Koki the Clown bit. Um, <laughs> I do like that one Koki the Clown song was good. That is I a liked good song, it. <laughs> and watching him do his thing is it's good performance art. Yeah. Um, I'm glad he's on some jonker shit. Yeah. So you guys are cool if I have Fat Mike come to our house. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Dude, he'd probably be a good guy. That couldn't go wrong. I'm I mean, sure. if you yeah. he should pay our rent for a month and he then call us. The uh, yeah. We have a mattress. That's a good idea. All right. Well we last one. No, no, no. We got three more matchups. Wait, three more matchups. Yeah. Oh, okay. I said Sorry. like final four oh, matchups. Oh, I thought you meant like the final four the first round. Like no. records. Uh here we go. It's uh Enemy Soils War Parade seven inch with the amazing artwork uh going up against Spaz's Crush Kill Destroy. Dude, you gotta look at the artwork. It's so sick. It's like the I'll describe it briefly for for the audience. It's like their logo is like the classic like crusty font that looks like barbed wire or whatever. And then the picture Looks straight like Microsoft Word clip art of like protesters outside a factory. It's got like an American flag with a peace symbol like on yeah, the I mean, stars it, part. It looks straight out of like literally clip art shit from the early 2000s. Fucking great. And I love the record too. The record was great. This was, yeah, this was good. Uh, for those that don't know, Enemy Soil, Virginia Band, I believe uh, early mid night, early late 90s. Uh, they used, broke up in 99, I think. Used a drum machine on a bunch of their recordings. Um, our our f- a friend of the podcast, uh, Mason, uh, plays played bass in that band, I believe. Was this a drum uh, machine on this one? Do you it know? was a drum oh, machine. Definitely. You couldn't tell it was a drum machine? Oh, I only listened to it once. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much a drum machine on this one. Um, and I, I do it. I do think this is one of the only records on Slapham that has a drum machine, I believe. Well, uh, I mean, if you don't count some of the like, because some of those comps, I think, had some not not trying to include stuff. a comp. I'm talking about like okay. straight up, like just a record. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think any of them really fe- feature. This is probably the only one. Yeah. Well, let's let's see, because th- so this is inter- this is an interesting connection to uh, Grindcore is large. Jr. Hayes, uh, who plays in Pig Destroyer, and it played in Agoraphobic Nosebleed, isn't was in there. Uh, he's one of the original members, I believe. And Rich from Agoraphobic. And Richard Johnson from too. Agoraphobic as well. Which, I mean, that. it only makes sense well, with, like, the, the drum machine. You know, like, it. Yeah. these these tracks sound like Agoraphobic Nosebleed. Uh, like, now, maybe B-Sides or something. It says here King Fowley was in the band, too. From is, Deceased, really? Yeah. Wow. No, no, uh, no, the other King Fowley. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> that guy can't... <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, this is a really this is a really fun record. Uh, I re- I did enjoy it, uh, and I, I probably not my favorite enemy soil stuff, but it was really fucking good. Very, very archetypal for its style too. That that sort of crust grinds, you know. Yeah. Uh, particular it's, species of crust and grind that that has been popular in my lifetime. And, you know, uh, but this was early what on I uh, you know what I like about it is that the drum machine is not. Act is like, excuse me. It's not 
pretending to be a drum machine. I guess that's not really the way to say it. It's not doing like crazy like drum stuff. Is that what it's like yes, more straightforward? Exactly. It's yeah. much more straightforward okay. and not trying to be you know like agoraphobic or even mortician to an extent to a degree. I mean, ANB does have a amazing drum program. Oh yeah, I like that because they take it over the top. Um, most drum machine bands suck. If I'm going to be honest, uh, as someone who's done drum machine bands, I, I think Enemy Soil is a good archetype for. Like how it can be very successful mm-hmm. and like have good songwriting, yeah. good you know riffs and production. I think. But uh, so the Spaz record. What do you guys think of that one? Oh man, I could hear them. This is where they really. I think even more so than the other ones. They, to me, were wearing their influences on their sleeve on this record. This was my favorite listening experience I've had with Spaz in this challenge. Thought of Youth of Today immediately. The late '80s like blast beat youth crew stuff, or like you know. When they were getting into blast beats, again, the sort of even like Nardcore, like, again, the fast and fun right. uh, species of late 80s hardcore. That's such a stupid term for it. And I've said it 18 <laughs> fucking times today and I'm pissed off about it. But I don't know what else to call it. So it's going to have its own Wikipedia it page sucks. on it. Yeah, after today. This is better than amazing core or whatever. But oh, way better than that. Yeah, it sounds like like fucking straight edge skateboard shit, like like nardcore that kind of thing. And I think that's why I like this better than some of their other releases. It's got the gang vocals. Uh, my least favorite thing about it was probably them trying to be funny because I just don't think they're that <laughs> funny. Uh, um, I don't know though. It was it was it was, it was pretty good. Uh, I like the gang vocals. That's that was cool that the way they worked that in with the super fast tracks. But Tyler, I'll let you take it away from here. Crush Kill Destroy is probably the best Spaz singular record in terms of full length and stuff like that. If you were going to listen to a, a single Spaz release, I would say this is the one. Uh, everything is there. Uh, really solid production. Fun songwriting. Fun like lyrics and stuff like that. Really good samples. Some of my favorite samples of all time are from this record. It uh, says Sword of the Lord on it, right? Yep. So. Time to kick some, kick some Christian Keister. And uh, it's got one of my one of the I think one of my all time favorite songs. Uh, Let's fucking go. I know it's probably like one, a, yeah. it's kind of a cheesy song, but it's just yes. like it's like it's just like it's fun. It's but it's still it, like yeah. aggressive. And I, I think Spaz does that like so, so much better than so many other bands is being aggressive and like like moving and powerful while still like having a little some a moment of joy to them. It's not a, it's not a I fucking downer. I get what you're saying. I think that would probably come across better live than on a record, but I, I can see where you would get that from the record as well. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's just, I listened to this, I probably listened to this record like 40, 50 times throughout my life. Yeah. So this is like, some of these things are just fucking ensconced in my head. I don't know if I'm using that word right, but. No, that's, uh, that's basically, ensconced means it's like hidden away. Yeah, I guess it's like I, hidden I into the back. I, I guess of your... I don't. I don't because I don't listen to Spaz a ton. I don't, I'm yeah, not like yeah. yeah, it's my favorite band. But like, man, it's just I. I know. So, I know some of the lyrics. Like what little lyrics it's, I it's do. It's in your like musical DNA. This yeah, band, you know what I mean for sure. Yeah, I, I think this is. Yeah, this would be the record I would show someone if they like didn't know what Spaz was. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have too much to add really, other than uh, just again, Spaz not really doing it for me. I thought the. Best record I heard by them in this whole thing was probably the Sweatin' Three. Um, I just I don't I don't know I think I mean I just 
was never a fan when I was like you know younger, which is probably like a better time to you know get into bands or whatever because I feel like you right. remember it better. And I just never listened to them back then. I don't know. Uh, well, it's your loss. Sorry to be a hater, but <laughs> well, let's get to it. Three, two, one. Spaz. Enemy soil. Well, enemy soil. I'm gonna keep on. it real. This was a tough one for me because I actually I was going into it with kind of what Tim said. I don't have never really liked Spaz, and I enjoyed this record much more than I expected to. Got a kick out of it. Enjoyed it. Uh, then enjoyed Enemy Soil as well. Honestly, deciding factor was how fucking awesome the seven inch art is for the Enemy Soil thing because it fucking <laughs> kicks ass. That's why I voted for it. Well, Mason, uh, if you're listening to this, maybe you are. Uh, hit us up. Let if you. I don't know if he was in the if you were in the band at that still at the time. Uh, let us know how you guys came up with that uh, seven inch art because that's really interesting. It's, it's kind of goofy, I it, but yeah. I do like it. No, dude, it rules. Looks great. Yeah. All right, Tim. We got down to the last two matchups here. What's the second to last one? Second to last here. Fuck on the beach is fast core on the beach seven inch going up against the Melvins. Your blessed pronoun piece me single. Let's start with uh, fuck on the beach. Uh, honestly, this is my favorite material by them that I listened to during this whole thing. I think. I, I think I agree too. Um, Their most varied work, honestly, I think, is, besides that one song on the, the, uh, the siren and shit. Yes, we're yes. not going to yeah. say uh, the certain. Word no, no, we we're, we're good. <laughs> what are you talking about? Stop. Retired from saying that. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I would say this is. I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I think I liked um, the one. Uh, what was it in the summer? No, no, no. Power bonds forever. Yeah, I like that one more. But Power Vons Forever was the live record. I think Endless no, Song oh, was the one. The, just we were so, about. oh, just so you know, uh, shout out Jay for this. That's not live. Oh no! It was recorded in studio in Japan. Jay Jay Tishy from Sidetrack was like, I don't know where Tim got that information, but it's not recorded live. <laughs> I didn't think it Oops. was. It doesn't uh, matter. That's a okay. little little mistake. This yeah, is the last you time. Just got, you just got and I just said it again, too. Just for the sake of the audience, <laughs> we'll make clear, this is the last time we'll ever fact check ourselves or correct ourselves. Yeah, I'm doing the troll face. You're never doing that it. again. And we did that. He did that to fuck with Tim, not for the audience's sake, just to make that perfectly clear. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I like the, the the first one I think we listened to. Power Rounds Forever. That was the uh, the one actually, that no, doesn't first have a one beach we listened on to. It. The first one we listened to was yeah, that's endless summer. Endless. That's the words got their three faces on the cover. Yes. Oh yeah. That's man. They gotta switch that album art then. That's I, confusing. I was gonna say the album art and the way the music sounds. It's probably not a bad sign that you're not a good sign that you can't keep track of which records are rich. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, yeah, I this one's good, I, but yeah. by virtue of this one being a seven inch, that I thought. That, I mean, when I listened to their full lengths, I was like, this would be a great seven inch band. This is too much. This is absolutely yeah. a seven inch. They have band. a sick guitar sound. It's sort of jangly, very punk. Um, I was struck by this one. I know it's like it's definitely. Power violence, I, I guess, but it reminded me of like confused disorder, like that style of pogoed out punk, but you know, ratchet ratcheted up the intensity a little bit more. And the SOB knockoff thing is definitely there still with this band. So, but th- this, I would agree with Tim. This is my favorite material I heard from them. It's good, snotty, good, uh, good, good crunchy guitar sound. Tyler, yeah, it's good. What are we talking about? We're t- uh, <laughs> 
Fuck on the beach, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's good. no. Actually, it's good. we're on it's the just... next. We're on the next matchup. Well, no, shut the fuck up. Well, we're on the it's next. Good. It's good. Endless. Yeah. If uh, Fast Girl Forever is good, uh, it's just um, it's it's again a not a good sign that we're so confused Struggling about this fucking no, I, record. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not it it didn't blow me away. Uh, I think the production's just kind of like they don't kinda, sound like I'm still I'm feeling weird about calling them a power violence band. It reminds me of like this is just like punk. I don't real know. real quick, real so tangent. You can pogo um, to it if you wanted to. I would say the, this is a good tangent to talk about the difference between fast core and power violence. I would say uh, fucking the beach is more along the fast quartet. I think so. Yeah. Now here's the thing. If you call them power, like I'm never, I'm not too much of a stickler, but uh, my, I, I'd say I'm more of a stickler with people saying something is PV now, like a newer band's PV, when it's just like a hardcore band that will occasionally throw in a very weak like blast, a two beat. second blast beat. <laughs> that fucking pisses me off. Don't call yourself power violence. You're a fucking hardcore band that sucks. Uh, <laughs> But uh, fast score is more about just being super fucking fast. I know that sounds like don't isn't power violence like that too? Yes, but like but they're again, dirgy. it's about the extreme. It's the dirt. You had to have the dirges, the slowness of it, uh, the churning riffs. Okay, mildly metal to a degree with the chub, some chugging maybe. Okay, fat. You know the fucking. Uh, say doesn't have that. I completely get what you're saying. Actually, Nor- sometimes fucking the I beach like- doesn't have that. They're just about fun. It's again, it's it's way more punk. It's way more. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, Power Mountain's very punk too, but like it's like the sob thing. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the subgenre stuff, I get, I tune out or I, I don't get. I'm it. just this, a I fucking actually, loser actually, nerd. No, no. I'm I'm saying you're not in this particular instance. I don't think, or I am too, is possible because I, I just get what I you're think we all are yeah. here. I but, think uh, I yeah. think there is to me there not is a bad very listening to this, but to me bad. there's a very specific <laughs> distinction. Like a friend of the band, uh, Brad, has had a band called Bruised Ego that was absolutely like top notch fast core. Uh, but I wouldn't say, uh, like some people might say power violence, but it's like to me, and I think a lot of other people that like were in the know would be like, oh, no, this is fast core. This is them playing as like literally as fast as possible with like having like as little breaks in between like the speed. Uh, so I don't know. Just interesting. Uh, Diatribe, but now compare that to I think yeah, a, this a good contrast. Symbol. The Melvins yeah. here, which one of my favorite. they're like the opposite. You know, they <sighs> play your pretty... favorite Melvins songs. I, I I'll be honest, I'm not like deep into the Melvins. I used to listen to Houdini a lot because my friends liked this. I think, but in so much as I am familiar with them, this is probably my favorite stuff I've heard from them, and maybe one of the more impressive releases I've heard on this bracket. It's like really stands out. The uh, even from the rest of the Melvins catalog, it's the rhythm section is just I would describe this record as like a cohesive muddle, (laughs) which if that makes any kind of sense, like the rhythm section is just kind of rumbling. And then the guitars, it's like bluesy tentacles all over the whole thing. Very creepy and perverse sounding. An, an uneasy listen, but in a good way. Kind of like the other Melvin single that we reviewed. Yeah, if the Flipper, that was Flipper covers, yeah, right? And yeah. this is not. This is just covers. like, yeah, this is their own stuff. Has has the big Flipper influence, though, for sure. This is uh, record number two, right? Slap a hand uh, two. Yes, I think so, yeah. Yeah, because this is one of the songs recorded live at Gilman, and another is like an earlier from song from like 86, 87. Like a gluey porch treatment yeah. song, I think. Um, uh, this is good. This is good. I just um, 
This isn't like when I when I want to listen to Melvin's, and I wrote this down. When I want to listen to Melvin's, this is not like where I like gravitate towards. No, I gravitate towards ninety one, ninety two, ninety three stuff. I mean, also not for nothing, but you can just hear the song "You're Blessed" on the Bullhead full length, and it sounds like way better. Yeah, so it kind of becomes a thing, an idea of like why listen to this. Right. Uh, it's just a good documentation for like the time, but. Shirley Temple's fucking daughter played on this. Is that yeah. she did? Yeah, uh, Lori Black. What was that uh, thrash metal band crazy. she was in? Clown, Clown Alley. Clown Alley. Any good? Uh, Never listened to them. I think probably. I have, and I was. I can't remember them, so I guess maybe not. Probably, maybe not. Yeah, int- interesting detail, though. I used to have a tape to with. That uh, further. It was like an Alchemist Records comp tape, and it had like Clown Alley, and I think the Melvins too were on it. Yeah, it was weird. Well, three, two. One. Fuck Melvin's. on the beach. You said Melvin? I said Melvin's, yeah. Wow. Nice. The wow. Fuck on the beach th- I, I like that Melvin's song, man. I mean, I, honestly, the fact that you guys know the Melvin's better than I do probably swayed the vote. That somewhat. probably Like, Because I, yeah. I just I used to like Houdini kind of, but that's about it. Well, folks, this is right at the last matchup. I'm happy with that one, though. That fuck on the beach record is good enough to... You know, I'd say I, I'm happy that that's out of the three day, yeah. there that that's the one that advanced. Yeah, yeah, next yeah. Round. Okay, last matchup: Melt Banana, eleventh, going up against Plutocracy's Danksters. Hmm. This is interesting. Well, uh, so, want to start with Plutocracy? Plutocracy, sure. great, great. I think this is a really good record. I don't think it's their best record, but uh, I think Sapin Pigs is better. Um, but this is when they were still kind of a band. This is yeah. like near the end. Yeah. This is before they broke up, I believe. Yep. Uh, or maybe it was released posthumously as as a band. When did you say it came out? Ninety four. Like so I, I think it came they out were ninety two. No, this is ninety four. I think. Let me. You know, I gotta. Cause I swear to God, this, this is this is why we gotta stop fact checking. We gotta. We know, gotta really. Stupid. But what do you think? What did up. you? I want to know what you thought of it, Jake, because I don't think you're a huge plutocracy. I I had like never listened to them prior to doing this challenge. Um, it's. It it was it was a little boring for me. I remember being, and I remember again thinking about how I wish the production was different. I think that this band, if they had a heavier, more full guitar sound, I would have been more into it. I think I need to do the thing that you keep recommending doing, where I listen to it another time. Um, but at no point did I think that this wasn't good. It's very tight. It's very heavy. It's unapologetically and confrontationally political. Like even I didn't even read the lyrics, but just from the samples and everything else and just the energy of it is very, very like they are trying to confront you with the the um, oppressive nature of society in a way that you cannot ignore and uh, not trying to make it a pleasant thing for you to confront. And uh, they've got a real dark energy to their music that I think conveys that well. And it's effective to that end. And their their uh, their album art is like kind of sick. Like it's it's pretty brutal and tough and uh, scary looking. Really it comes across like yeah. it could. It it is the political element is there in the art, both in terms of the subject matter and just how it looks. It looks like a fucking like the like Maoist international movement artwork. Like I'm waiting for it to say like. Do they have any records with the word America Kaka in the title or no? no? No. That is. I'm a little shocked, but go on. Uh, no, it's solid, some real solid riffing on this album too. Yeah, yeah. This is, I would say, this is a for me. I've, I've, I've listened to this like on a whim before. This is like an album where I would want to listen to it on a whim, and I have. Uh, not again. I think Sniper Pigs is a little better, just because that came out later. 
Um, but I don't know. This is Podocracy is a really good band, a really fun band. Uh, the samples and stuff like that. I would say, you know, it's interesting. I think Holy Water kind of like I'm not saying we sound like Plutocracy, but Holy Water, me and Tim's grindcore band, uh, one of our grindcore bands, maybe uh, similar vibes, similar vibes, and that like it is a little lighthearted, but we want to be. It still sounds still. scary. Yeah. 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 So, but now, now Melt Banana, dude, I had never listened to this band before. I've been hearing about them for years. I love this personally. It's complete anxiety music. The first song, literally, they're like playing a sort of ratcheting up part, and they're just literally like a fucking siren in the background. And then it breaks, the noise cuts off, and it's a fast punk part. And then there's like more of, there's, I heard like a buzz saw later on. They have all these crazy sound effects, screechy female vocals. It, it actually it did, and I, I'm hoping this isn't just me saying this because it's a lady singing. It reminded me of like Penis Envy by Crass, but on like either a shit ton of Ritalin or not enough or and like a stevia fucking, a fucking sugar high yeah yeah <laughs> penis envy but crass was just vaping fucking stevia with Dan S- Quinn for like three stevia. hours yeah <laughs> really intense record I, I I like this thing a lot what what did you guys think of this record uh I liked it I liked it and uh I actually after listening to it I like looked up some other Mount Banana stuff too and it's like wow this is really good too nice yeah Mount Banana I've I've definitely fucked with Melt Banana before. Um, I can't remember like saw, what. I mean, I don't know about. I saw him at Maryland Death Fest. Like, oh yeah, uh, I didn't see him. I haven't seen him. Yeah, well, they're like live. Did they oh, have a crazy. full band? They had everybody. Uh, I think that it was like three people. So I don't know oh, if that's okay. like a full not a full. Band. Band. I don't think that usually. I'll have some. I have some it was like a rave. By them. Yeah, they're they. It's I know they have like a dr- they they were doing a they've been doing a drum machine. Uh, singer and then a guitarist and then like other backing track Whoa. stuff, which is kind of cool. I think that probably works out better for them. Uh, but I want to see them with like a full band. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, Dave Whitty, I believe, toured with them, toured for them, uh, drumming for them uh, from as we mentioned earlier for Discordance Axis, East West Blast Test, uh, incredible drummer and uh, it's yeah very anxiety inducing kind of music. And it's just it it's could only come from Japan. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's like something some crack smoking shit. Not, I don't think they smoke crack. I don't even know if they have crack in Japan. But no, it's, probably not. It's that like dysphoric stimulant feeling, but coupled with and and they have this very brightly colored, colored album artwork that is again very has the it's like a twisted refracted version of the sort of Japanese consumerism shit that like we think is cool in America, but they're, they're kind of playing with it and they might hate it. Who knows? They probably do hate it. And it's, it's probably why they're like refracting it into, you know, kind of like how the dead Kennedys repurposed like Americana type stuff. You know what I mean? I'm completely speculating. I don't know anything about this band, but yes, correct. It could have like, it's so Japanese. Yeah. (laughs) It's got the like weird little girl vocals. Like, yeah, yeah, you can, there, there are definitely some bands like this that are from Japan where you're like, this could only come from Japan. And, and uh, uh, I've been I was reminded by that by when I was I was listening to a uh, older demo listen uh, episode where I listened to this Japanese band called o- Otoboke Beaver and Beaver. And again, very it's one of those things where it's like if anyone from a, if American band tried to do this weird stuff where they're mashing up a lot of different sounds into one, uh, it would be fucking probably really stupid mm-hmm. or it would just suck. Yeah. Um, Jap- Japan just kind of. They're just 
they're different, man. They're built different. They're built as different. they would say, as they would say, cut uh, from a different cloth. Yeah, we're saying that non-racistly. Yeah, yeah, they are not the superior <laughs> race. They they're just a little different. <laughs> we will not be bowing to our Japanese masters <laughs> anytime soon. Whole episode without, without saying anything. Well, that was. I think that's an interesting. I know it's kind of weird, but uh, there was a there was that for a while uh, a big scare in America about Japan taking over. Yeah, yeah, because it looked and, like they economically. And then they had like a housing issue, housing crisis, I believe, a housing bubble burst, something like that. And well, guess what? Didn't fucking happen, I guess. Sorry, Japan. But, uh, you know, I do wonder if, because I know Gauze is one of the earlier Japanese hardcore bands, or maybe Japanese bands ever, ever to tour the U.S. Um, and we got to thank them because I don't think like bands like Melt Banana, fucking Boris, and shit like Interesting that. Interesting that they came, and this is off topic, but that Gauze came here sooner than the Stalin did. Wonder if much. What's his name? Endo was. I think like, it's because of uh, like prank records. Yeah, I guess. That's and true. I think it's because of like what's a, uh, like Pusshead and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Pusshead was in touch with all those bands, though. Yeah, we'll come back to that later. Stalin, come over here. Yeah, Have come over ever? here, Joseph Stalin. I, I personally, love Stalin to come to America. Yeah, Stalin. Now. Yeah, have, please help have, us. Have yeah. the Stalin ever toured the U.S.? I don't think so. Damn. I, I'm wondering if, if Endo wasn't, like, allowed to come here for Oh, wait, he's reason. dead now. He is dead now. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. he's dead. But even back in the day, I don't know if he had... Shit, he man. been barred from the border or something. Who knows? Well, let's get to it. Three, two, one. Plutocracy. Man. Melpanana uh, wins. This is one I was invested in. I wanted Melpanana to win. I was feeling Interesting. it. Interesting. No disrespect to Plutocracy. I'm going to listen en- to the Snipe and Pigs record because it is a better title. Fun, or oddly enough, I, on the first go-around listening to these, I picked Plutocracy, but after the re-listen earlier today, I was like, oh, the Melpanana record is way better. Yeah, yeah. A little more memorable, probably. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. If you have never heard it before, like it catches. it's one of those things that, again, catches your catches your ear. You go, ooh, that's interesting. I want to revisit. Even if I don't like it, I'll revisit it. Right, right. Plutocracy, you're probably you're more like you're more along the lines to be like, this is good, and that's it. Like, yeah, you know whether. Yeah. Well, that's it for the first round, folks. Well, uh, just to recap for this episode, uh, the records moving on: capitalist casualties raised ignorant, gasps, drum trailer for the puzzle zoo people, capitalist casualties self-titled comp. Uh, the crossed out ninety to ninety three discography, Son of Bliarg, the Jakobsay record, Cuddle by Sticky, the Short Fast and Loud Comp, Burned Up Bled Dry, Piss Happy Children and Infest Split, Man is the Bastard's DIY CD, Chart Remains Pink Turds and Space Split, Bliarg the Record, Enemy Soil, Fuck on the Beaches, uh, first seven inch I guess, and then uh, Mel Banana. Interesting matchups there. We got Dude, two ju- two ju- two members of Japan coming up oh, against Oh, going each head other. to head actually. Oh, I head didn't even notice head. that. Who will win? I'm I'm having fun now. Yeah. This I think like these This is where it's going to get This is now it's going to get interesting because I yeah. think yeah. we'll also oh, be definitely. able to talk about it more in length. And guess what 100%. folks? On the next episode, we're going to have some special guests coming in to help to judge help way in. Come in all the way from Greece. Expert panelists. Yeah. Yeah, all the way from... And not from the country. The Greece the mother... No, I was... Oh, man. Greece the mother. Ruined it. <laughs> well, anything else we want to add here just to wrap you know, up? Wrap it up. You know where to find us. Instagram, Cop Pod Official. Yep. Twitter, 
Kings of Punk Pod. More fun stuff coming soon. We got we, uh, we got things coming down the pipe, but we, we won't got uh, until later. Uh, I'll say this: uh, email us at Kings of Punk at Kings of Punk Pod at. Uh, let me start over. Email us at Kings of Punk Pod at Gmail dot com if you have any questions, anything you want us to hate do. mail. Hate mail, rants, mail or love mail. And we'll read, we'll fucking read it if you want. We'll yeah, read yeah. it on as, air. As always, shout outs and thanks to everybody who has been listening and showing appreciation yeah. and giving us feedback thus far. It's much appreciated. And Tell us to go fuck ourselves. We'll read it on the air. I'll, yeah. I'll do it. I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> During the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For enough money, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's <laughs> it, folks. We'll see you next week. See you next week. See ya. Bye.